climate change is here, it is terrifying, and it is just the beginning. The era of global warming has ended, the era, the era of global boiling has arrived. And they're getting away with doing something now. They're going into agriculture and threatening to cut off the supply of food because food is causing global warming. And, oh, isn't that nice? Only the billionaires will be able to afford to buy food. And now all the other people will die and because uh, there's not enough food. That's what we're heading for if we continue to listen to these people. And they are about to perpetrate one of the most evil acts in the history of human civilization. Resistance Chicks. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's Sunday, which means we're going to bring you this week's top world news. There's a coup going on in Niger. Night, yeah. I keep wanting to say Nigeria. They're like right next door to each other, and it's kind of frustrating. Um, yeah. But it's Niger, not Nigeria, which is the more known place that we talk about. Uh, but we're going to Niger. Or Niger. Niger. Do you want me to say it that way, like the French? Niger. What is this? UN's food system summit yeah so this un food summit is very um nefarious on its head they have leaders from all over the world specifically africa to solve world hunger but you'll notice that bayer and nestle and the corporate entities are the ones pushing this global changeover and it's underground i believe there is the push to make things, um, to, to modernize, which is to industrialize and to get more people off of being self-sufficient and onto, you'll notice I've got some clips from the Global Food Summit and it's all giant combines and factories with a mix with a few images of people but kind of I have a living question. on the land. So on the land, they living. say that we've been on the planet for billions of years. Billions. Or maybe we haven't been here, but the planet has been evolving for billions of years. Yes. Um, but for as long as humans have been here, yeah. we say 6,000 years. Yeah. Food has been produced in one way. Pretty much. By an agrarian people. Agrarian people. Which is all humans are, by the way. Yeah. Agrarian people. Now, Modern industrialization has allowed people to become some sort of metamorphosis, like a butterfly almost in reverse, yeah. going back to almost like a, a slug type state yeah. of nothingness. A slug type state, yes. That's where we get our food from someone else. Yes. But historically speaking, from all mankind, you know, I was actually just listening to the Bible while I was getting ready today. And Genesis comes on. And you know that when Cain, what are what's wrong? I'm looking at how the, this giant braid of hair, and I'm, I'm I'm thinking to myself, you lost your hair from COVID, but like you gained back like 
somebody else's hair. In it's interesting. To your it hair. is interesting though, because see how it's thicker up here. This is like my new COVID hair stops like right here. Yeah. So all this is fact, my old hair. Yeah, but if that's what you had for your old hair, that is more than ninety nine percent of the population of the world. It is. It's like a horsetail. Okay, I'm getting to something. It's a lot serious of hair. Here. Serious. It's a lot of hair. So after Cain kills Abel. Yeah. And he and essentially. We, we see this curse and we see all of the, you know, the, we know that Adam is cursed after he and Eve eat the apple. The, the land will be hard Crunch. to chill and toil. Yeah. Uh, the, it'll be toilsome. Should went for the lollipop. But Cain is also told that he won't be able to work the land and be a yeah. part of it. it and yep. he essentially is saying, this is more than I can bear. Yeah. So even the dude, the first murderer, understood that not being able to grow your own food is a curse. Yeah, and what's interesting is that there's an article here from Organic Consumers Association uh, that says the global, the corporate takeover of the global food system should not get UN approval. Uh, the UN Summit on Global Food Systems should be an opportunity to address structural inequalities and tackle hunger. It should be a chance to learn from small-scale producers whose sustainable food practices feed 70% of the world. And then this was an uh, article from last week, and it says next week's conference in Rome will be a festival of greenwashing, allowing big agriculture corporations to tighten their grip on our food systems. This will be the second Food Systems Summit, the UNFSS. The first in 2021 was supposed to address the lack of progress towards the UN's sustainable development goals. We know a little bit about those. It was dubbed a people's summit by the organizers, but caused an outcry among local producers when their calls to roll back the power of transnational corporations were cynically ignored. Corporations that dominate global food systems, such as Bayer and Nestle, used the summit to promote greenwashing initiatives rather than address pressing problems such as food speculation and the impact of COVID-19 on world hunger. Um, and that is more of what we would see this week, but even more so to the point of John Kerry saying that Carbon emissions, and I'll play a clip for you guys, and maybe you can you find it. To, I really. do. You're going to find it. Find me my John Kerry John Kerry clip, because okay. um, we'll just jump right into the news today without any further ado, because I got a ton of ton of things to share with you guys today, but we'll jump into this one real quick. Um, John Kerry said that 33% of CO2 emissions are caused by growing food. Which is agriculture. I, that's ridiculous. So he's like, if we're going to get to zero on that, then no more growing food. That's the answer. Forget getting rid of cars. Forget all of everything that they ever told us from now on in order to stop climate change. No more growing food. That That's the essence it of it. It is unpatriotic to grow your own food. It's No, it's unpatriotic to grow food. That's what I'm... That's period. What I just said. It's, uh, I got it. Okay, let's listen to him here. I don't want to listen to this. Culture contributes about 33% of all the emissions of the world, uh, depending a little bit on how you count it, but it's anywhere from 26 to 33. And we can't get to net zero. We don't get this job done unless agriculture 
this front and center is part of the solution. But with a growing population on the planet, we just crossed the threshold of 8 billion fellow citizens around the world. We just crossed that in this last year. Emissions from the food system alone are projected to cause another half a degree of warming by mid-century on the current course that we are today. A two degree future could result in an additional 600 million people not getting enough to eat. And you just can't continue to both warm the planet while also expecting to feed it. He's such a liar. Doesn't work. So we have to reduce emissions from the food system to keep the 1.5 <laughs> degrees alive. Why do we have to keep 1.5 degrees alive? Because scientists, as a basis of physics and mathematics, no, you're not, not ideology and politics or party labels or anything else, as a matter of physics you're and mathematics dumb. and some biology and chemistry have told us, no. these are the consequences. No. And we already see it happening. You're an and idiot. almost everything they've predicted for 30 plus years now has not happened. It's coming true, but the problem is it's coming true faster and bigger. Liar! Liar! Your pants are on fire. Somebody get him in a fire extinguisher. His, he's such a liar. His pants are such on fire. Did you guys know that in the fossil record in the both the North and South Poles are tropical plants? Did you know that the whole planet was Here once a tropical was was once tropical when God created the Earth? I'm gonna explain something to y'all. Explain it, Leah. Actually, if the planet warms, people will feed themselves better. You know why? why? Because I have a friend. His name is Corey Gray, and he lives in a place called Nicaragua, Nicaragua, and it is warm there. And you want to know what they can do? Grow food better. When? All year round. Do you know that here in Ohio... I can't grow food all year round. If I don't have food and I don't have access to it in the winter and I can't hunt game, <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> but in Nicaragua, it's always green and you will always have food somewhere growing somehow. Okay? It's food o'clock somewhere. It's food o'clock somewhere. And when the planet... I just made that up. Here's the thing. We are still... Hey, scientists. And don't forget I the also, biologists. There's some biology in there. I also it's actually live, all biology, by the way. I also live at the edge of Appalachia. Now, I have a friend who has who lives actually on the edge of where the Little Ice Age had pushed uh, the actual Earth. Did you know that Ohio was once, like, like we had woolly mammoths and stuff, like ice? I know. We had a little mini ice age. Yeah. Okay. And actually, in the 1800s, it was way colder than it is right now. And they had, you know, much harsher temperatures. We're actually coming Don't say out... actually one more time. We are actually... You can't tell me to do something. I want to keep doing it. Actually. We're actually coming out of a little ice age. And we may go into another ice age. All right? So, we've the got... The planet is constantly moving and changing temperatures it just happens and it's, it's part of so the they're trying to stop evolution leah they i actually thought stop evolution. i actually thought we went we kind of moved away a little bit from the global warming nobody said global warming for a while because that has been debunked hey not only that alan makes a really good point over here on facebook alan says global warming was the biggest hoax 
until COVID came along. So where we are, we are at now is climate change, right? Yes. So this now we're saying that the CO2 is causing climate change, and that could be harsher, colder temperatures or warmer temperatures. Anything from and an anything earthquake that to a fire is from climate what it change. is right now. Is the it can only be the fault of human beings because any temperature change prior to human beings was also the fault of future human beings. We have. I want you to play this clip from. Um, <laughs> it's a really good joke. The Outsiders here, Alexander. Marshall. All right, say Young on um, Rumble says Carrie's dad was a cookie too. Um, plant seeds and pray. God blesses us with a bountiful harvest. Carrie is not speaking God's plan. If um, God's not in it. It's Has evil. he planted a garden? I will listen to them when they start to live off the land and start to go a little Amish, grow a little beard. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, guys, we have to go back to... No, actually, what they are trying to do... I'm sorry, I'm going to keep saying it. Um, what they are doing is that it's green... I guess they're calling it green washing. It's all about making money. Is that like money. whitewashing? I guess so. It's okay. all about making money for these green energies okay. and these green corporations. Would Wait. you bring... This right. comment from James is epic. John, figure out the mathematics of how hot hell is going to be when you get there. These folks are so full of it. Oh, it's more than two degrees hotter than it is right You know now. what? Even though it's hot here in Ohio today. It's the hell warming. All right, we need, what What are we looking for? I want you to play Alexander Marshall here. Uh, Rowan Dean from The Outsiders uh, tears down the UN's global boiling propaganda. So this week. Oops, there, I was right next to it. <laughs> nope. It's the one right next to the YouTubes. That's all I've got. There, there's Carrie again. Is that the same clip? I think. It's Leah's show. I just helped facilitate to it. To facilitate it. That's so funny. There we go. Yep. All right. So we have the UN's. Um, what's this guy's name? Antonio, Gut uh, Antonio Gutierrez said, no, guys. We've gone past the point of global warming. We're no in, coming in back the from era this. of global boiling. 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 Well, United Nations. Can I just pause it real quick? <laughs> so let me just say something. Why is everybody wearing suits and ties if we're in the place of global boiling? It's, like, it's been getting hot up in here in Ohio. I'm like, if it's really global boiling, then you need to change your attire. Yeah. I don't believe General it. Antonio Guterres is to the ancient art of selling your message through calm understatement <laughs> and measured reassuring language. The era of global warming has ended. The era, the era of global boiling has arrived. Global boiling. <laughs> Normally we save the hyperbole, the hyperbole, to the end of the show. But we've got a double entry today and it's from the same bloke. The air is unbreathable, the heat is unbearable, mm. and the level of fossil fuel profits and climate inaction is unacceptable. Make that a triple pike with a twist. Children swept away by monsoon rains, families running from the flames, workers collapsing in scorching heat. Workers collapsing, you can't have that. Now, to test Antonio's claims about global boiling, mm. we'll just leave these glasses of water here on the desk <laughs> and see how long they take to boil. Should only be a few minutes, certainly by the end of the show. 
Especially since they're in Australia. I mean, come on. Yeah, especially because they're in Australia. And so he's saying this from his UN, I'm sure, fossil-fueled, air, very, very exactly. air-conditioned building in Rome, Italy, which is it's warm. Yeah. And so if they're wearing um, the suit and ties, we're, talk we're going to talk about fires uh, here in a minute. We're going to talk about Greece and their fires that have been actually, if you go to... Um, One second, Corey wants me to check our mic. He says it's a little low. Okay. Keep talking while All I All right, so a uh, police drone captured a suspected arsonist on Monday in Calibra, a region amid wide, widespread wildfires uh, in the country's biggest islands in uh, Sicily and Sardinia. So if you wanted to say, you know, those Canadians, they're getting all that attention with those wildfires. I think we want some attention of our own. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Well, man-made climate change. Majority of the Greek wildfires are the result of arson, the minister admits. Oh, so, admits apocalyptic themes news coverage about the wildfires in Europe from the mainstream media. Greece's climate change minister has admitted that majority of the fires that have ravaged his country are a result of arson. And there's a video I want you to play. You can okay. see it near the, the right near part? this. Art, art, right, no, it's not in the Breitbart. It's um, right next to it. You can play the video while I read the article. Greek climate change minister um, Vasilis Kikilis, how would you say that? Kikilis has revealed that the majority of the 667 fires, 667 fires that have erupted. I'm glad they just did one more. We'd, we'd be in territory here of um, revelation. Have erupted across the country in recent weeks, were ignited, and were caused by human hands. The minister told reporters that the people responsible were guilty of arsons, either of criminal negligence or by intention. While legacy media outlets have begun to begrudgingly admit that arson is playing a major role in the fires, they continue to claim that supposed climate change has made it easier for the fires to spread. So you call That's our arson. That's not how this works. Yeah, the yeah, because climate change is now a. It's like the god of climate change. You have you 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 humans have have um, urged the ire of God of climate change, and so whatever you do will be worsened by the God of climate Wait, change. Wait, no, 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 no. Here's the. That's exactly what it is because it's a religion for these people. It's a religion. But here's the issue. That's like saying that someone sets your house on fire, but it's burning faster because it's really hot outside. Yeah. Or because your house is made of wood. Well, that would be true. If your house was made of cement, it would. But what are you supposed to do about it? I would, yeah, I would say. What I'm saying is I, they're I saying like it's a negative. Better, I'm saying they're saying it's a negative. Yeah. Like, your houses are made of wood. And historically, they've been made of huts. There's nothing wrong. Yes. It's going to burn faster, whatever, but this is not I something you can do saying. anything yes. about it. Like, yeah. this is not, it's just life. All houses. Your house will burn down yeah. if it catches fire. Your forest will catch fire if it's forest. That a significant element in the annual problem of wildfires is that arsonists, who are usually tried for negligence, since intent is extremely hard to prove, 
tend to get away with small sentences, rarely serve any prison time, and face no other penalty for the terrible destruction they cause to humans, animals, and the environment. The Greek climate minister reported that the fires have burnt 400 square kilometers of land in just one month of July, compared to the recent yearly average of around 500 square kilometers. While devastating, it should be noted that far more land was burned in the previous years, including the record high in 2007, uh, when about four times as much land was burned. This is not something that will just occur this year. It will last, and we will have to face consequences to what this means. Over 20,000 tourists and residents have been evacuated from their homes and hotels in recent days. It has been estimated that 40 people have died as a direct result of the fires in Greece, Italy, and Algeria uh, in, in this season. Conditions improved Friday with temperatures in the Mediterranean region dropping and wind slowing, allowing firefighters to better combat the fires that are still ablaze. Arson has not only been identified as the cause of fires in Greece with police drone footage in southern it, uh, Italian But that would Cal make these Calibre. people murderers. Murderers. Oh, absolutely. 40 murderers. people have yeah. died. Yeah. And they're deliberately setting these fires. This, this is incredible. Um, Corey says, build your houses with cement like we do here. Lorraine says, fire burns. That's it. Exactly. Uh, Corey says, it's hot every summer. Come to the equator with me and see how we do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, you see, yeah. A oh, so. wicked psych says experienced veteran forest firefighters volunteered to help put out the fires in Canada at the beginning. Canada declined. Uh, the news was acting like it was never. It's never been hot before, and that we're all doomed. Should give them all our money to fix it. Um, Patrick Keller says it's wintertime in Australia, guys. Carolina says it's a cult. Uh, Floorman says, why is it that every emotional plea for creating a new utopia is attached to a new billion dollar industry? That's a really good question. All right. So if you could bring up the video here with um, uh, Lauren, uh, Lawrence Fox, I've got, is that his name? I was his Probably. Person. Yeah. Climate alarmists and arsonists are determined to make this the last affordable summer. find it no there we go you it looked like you had a youtube up that was throwing me off mm. we'll I, get, I get out. our professional show together here guys there is a theatrical device often used to keep an audience gripped to a play they're watching it's called the dread fear off some malevolent force manifests itself offstage, which throughout the play encroaches ever closer into the seemingly banal everyday drama being played out on stage. A fire which glows behind the curtains in a Scandinavian production, perhaps growing ever brighter as the drama unfolds. Its encroachment supercharging the urgency of the play and the behavior of the characters, giving each word new and possibly significant meanings. The tension and anticipation of the dread fear off stage becoming a dread fear on stage drives characters into confessions they might otherwise have kept to themselves or actions they would never have dreamt of committing in ordinary circumstances. A confected hyper-reality where circumstances shift so quickly that an unreal set of circumstances begin to play out in very real situations. 
I know this to be true in real life as well. At school, lots of us toyed with the idea of joining the army, spending hours in the armory with our regimental sergeant major, an affable man with a distinguished service record who had seen action in the Falklands. He used to say that you could never tell what a man was made of until he was being shot at. And those who you'd expect to run whimpering behind the nearest rock were often the ones who were the coolest, calmest and bravest under fire. And the burly men who strutted arrogantly across parade grounds and over assault courses were often the ones to be found crouched under the aforementioned rock in tears, shaking in fear when the gunfire began. Or, as Mike Tyson so beautifully put it, everybody has a plan until they are punched in the face. Perhaps it is only possible to glimpse the authentic human when the proverbial hits the fan. That is, when we reveal ourselves to each other and when we get the true measure of each other in return, when a real crisis begins to unfold. I remember very, very well meeting a friend after his first tour in Iraq, a hollow boy to the man I'd known before. He taught me through the final hushed words of comfort. It's a little Lawrence bit. is having that? some mic issues. That's it not is. on our end. Yeah, Just let FYI. Me, I'm going to pause Lawrence there because that one is not working out right. I want you to um, go to my Twitter feed real quick. And this one's going to, here we go. This one's going to talk about the um, green, uh, the net zero and how how crazy it is uh, with the with the food crisis that they want us to get the net zero. Now they're going into agriculture and threatening to cut off the supply of food because food is causing global warming. And, oh, isn't that nice? Only the billionaires will be able to afford to buy food and all the other people will die because uh, there's not enough food. That's what we're heading for if we continue to listen to these people. And they are about to perpetrate one of the most evil acts in the history of human civilization which is to cause poverty and starvation to hundreds people if they go with this net zero. In order to get net zero, we'd have, first off, we'd have to kill all the animals, including ourselves, because we are an emission of CO2. We are talking about the most important things for the survival of ourselves every day, food and energy. There are no two, there no, nothing else is as important as those two things. Water, right, is part of food. Uh, they haven't decided to cut the water off just yet. Uh -huh. But if they go ahead with what they are thinking and planning, they will cause a ruination the likes of which the Earth has never seen. Because there are over 8 billion of us, and 4 billion of us depend on nitrogen fertilizer, which they now say is bad because it's a greenhouse gas or whatever. It, it, it isn't actually a greenhouse gas, but they've got some story about how nitrogen uh, in the form of nitrous oxide is going to cause the earth to warm up to unacceptable degrees. It's all completely phony. And so is the campaign against CO2, completely phony. There's nothing to it. It's not a real thing. And yet they have made it into a real thing in the West in particular. Russia, India, and China are busy building coal plants and nuclear plants. Yeah. So I want to, I, I, I need to get this out. Okay. I'm sitting here and I'm listening to this and guys, we've been talking about the absurdity of the climate change. We've been talking about the absurdity of 
all that's going on, whether it's abortion or the transgender issues and, and all, uh, sex trafficking, all of it, but specifically when it comes to this global warming agenda, I'm going to be completely frank and honest with you. It wasn't until today that it all makes sense to me, the, the global warming part, right? Okay, we're supposed to be using their factory foods. You know, I get it. The they want to they want to kill us all. I okay, I get that. <laughs> Which sounds so silly to say blase, but it's true. They 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 want population control. They want to make us sick. When we look at all of the evil that's going on in the world right now, like sex trafficking and harm, you know, abortion where people are being harmed. We can see that very clearly that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we're like, okay, that's the devil. You look at global warming and it's kind of like, well, maybe we do want to preserve the planet and maybe it does help save people and yada, yada, yada. And so that's why a lot of people are drawn into this religion. And now we get to it. It's not enough that you get rid of the cows. It's not enough that you get rid of the pigs and the chickens and the goats and the sheep and all of the meat and you become a meatless society. No, 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 no. I should have known. I should have known that they were not going to stop there. Now it's any food. Any food that doesn't come in a box, any food that is not grown in a lab, any food that they don't make as mush and feed to you in some sort of tube slop like in the matrix literally to keep your body walking forward anything outside of that they want to ban so it's this gradual digression of oh well now you need to eat bugs well you know what at some point even if you started eating the bugs they're going to tell you well now you can't eat the bugs no because you can only eat the bugs grown in the lab yeah, because and to, and if you're trying to some sort of grow story, your own bugs outside that exactly, would, be, that would exactly. if you started a bug farm to feed people well, then now you're on the bad list. And why? This goes back to the garden. Mm -hmm. What did God create man to do? Mm -hmm. It hasn't been enough for Satan to pull mankind off of the farms and put them in the city. Because you're still consuming, in part, farm food. So now we've got to take you to the next level of this insanity which is to pull god's food from your body right now they're going it's a, it's a full court press and why and i've said this on the show so many times and i'm going to read patriot gallery's comment to go along with this and i need to find the scripture because it always escapes me when i go to to say this but there is a scripture in the bible that talks about when you see the devil raging it's because god is on the offense i'm i'm paraphrasing here I am telling you, the kingdom of God is advancing at a level that never before seen. And so the devil is, is trying to, as best he can, you know, the devil's been defeated. It's just evil to come after all of God's creation because God is on an affront to, in our era, squash the devil in a way that has never been seen Probably in 2000 years. So Psalm 2, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves up. The rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. They say, let us break their bands asunder and let us uh, cast away their cords from us. He that sits in the heaven shall laugh and the Lord shall have them in confusion. That's not the scripture, but that's a really good one. And I know, very this one that I brought right up. Now. Yes. So my point in saying all of this is... 
I'm actually really glad that this is happening because this has reached the point where people go, wait a minute, I went with you this far and now I just, I can see right through what you're doing. Oh my gosh, wait, look at this. This in the Living Bible. What fools the nations are to rage against the Lord. How strange that men should try to outwit God. That's good. For a summit, summit conference of the nations has been called to plot against the Lord and his Get Messiah, out. Christ the King, saying, come, let us break his chains, they say, and free ourselves from this slavery to God. Whoa. But God in heaven merely laughs and he is amused by all their Your puny plans. What? A summit conference of the nations has been caught has been called the plot against the Lord and his Messiah, Christ the King. Wow. Saying, hey, let's get out from under. God gave us, God, you know what this goes with, what you were just talking about. God put Adam and Eve in the garden. And he wants us to garden. Yes. We did a whole show on the benefits of growing food, to which you got some uh, extra tomatoes and cucumbers from a neighbor, and you were telling them, because they just grow them, and he just likes to just grow them. There's only two of them. They grow more than they can eat. So and you're like, away. and she's like, he just grows it. And and you told them. What we how, talked about in our show with the guys. On, uh, I was there's literal serotonin yeah. and oxytocin and good, like. When the, you harvest something, when you it harvest makes you something, feel good. It's a drug. And yeah. it's a good drug because God put us. Everybody's trying to seek a false high. Yes. All the drugs you want to take off. No, listen, I'm telling you, when I go outside in the summer and I can pick, I bring things home, I'm like, do, 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 look what I got. And it's so, it's a drug. And to the point where, and, and you can tell on me, I will tell on myself. I have a weakness in life that when someone shares something with someone else in the family that I was privy to and I'm not there when they share it, I get upset. And that comes with news as well as... When you bring in a harvest that I've seen you bring in and you go to show it to our mom and I'm not there, I'm like, you showed her already? That's how exciting it is. Yeah. Right? Jordan Peterson says, wake up and smell the coffee, people. The climate apocalypse mongers will take everything from you if you let them. Food, energy, and shelter. And they will use guilt to do so. There is simply no excuse for this. I want to read some comments over here. Corey Gray is offering now. If you guys aren't subscribed to both of it, he's got several channels on Rumble, but Kingdom Business Lifestyle will get you what you need. And he says, um, I will teach you all. Our houses down in Nicaragua are fireproof, tornado proof, hurricane proof, and many are earthquake proof. Uh, it traps the cool. It protects against heat with uh, tall ceilings. We are above 100 degrees almost every day, and we only use fans. Our bodies adjust. Wow. Um that's and awesome. Corey can Corey says, I am planting while I'm listening. That's Corey's so cool. out there doing the doing the thing. He says the fertilizer thing is huge. People have no idea. So Lorraine says, not enough food. That's the most absurd statement ever. Seeds keep seeding and animals keep breeding. That's she true. says, Well, I say no to all that hell because the devil is under my feet. We need to rise up and rule and reign with the power and authority given to us in Christ Jesus. She's a revelation red pill gal. By the way, uh, Patriot Gallery says, turn from Satan, saying, I rebuke you and your lies. Turn to God. I adore you, Father. Reveal to me wisdom and truth by your Holy Spirit. People, don't let them get under your skin. Food reset. Pay attention. Whilst you were preoccupied with fires, a covert meeting has been taking place in Italy, with most attendees not listed but represented by shady, quote, groups. The UN Food Summit's system, sim, sim, system Summit. Uh, stock-taking event <clears throat> to further advance industrial corporate-driven food systems partner with the World Economic Forum has been deciding how you will all eat. Multi-stakeholder <clears throat> groups 
and representing global agri-controllers include Coca-Cola. Here it comes. Uh, Dannon, Kellogg's, Nestle, Pepsi, Tyson, Unilever, Bayer, all are all there expanding their monopolies over key agricultural markets in the name of equity. Those sat at this table, uh, get, get to, those who sat at this table get to decide what you are going to eat. Um, so let's let's listen to some of the videos that the UN has put together. So go to the United Nations over here. I want to just show them this uh, okay. food system. Excuse me, foods. It's hard to say. Food systems. Coordination Hub by the UN Food System Summit Plus Two. Yeah, it's... What's the plus two? Because it, they did one in 2021. Okay, but they didn't do one in 2022. Right. All right, so here, here's their, here's some of their ads. So this is the United Nations Transforming Food Systems. I want you guys to watch this. It looks... It looks uh, rather To innocuous. achieve the sustainable development goals. And level no one behind. Leave no one behind. Excuse me. We need, we need to transform our food systems. Yeah, just listen to us. Okay, so you see, pause. So I want you to, we want you to watch. I want to break this down. <clears throat> so first, the picture is this beautiful valley. This is what they, no one Probably gets to Holland, live here. Like, no one, you don't get to live yeah. here, by the way. They don't want you to live there. Okay? Oh, they've got a person picking uh, some stuff. But then wait, this looks industrial. What is that? That looks like uh Industrial farm? farming versus regular farming. Individual farmers. We need to transform. Look, we've got sheep here out on grass. We've got a little lady making some food, but then we've got these giant windmills. We've got a lady. Oh, we've got some sheep, oh, goat herders out in the middle of the desert. The desert. We've we got, got some fishing. fishermen. Together, we can turn commitments into actions. That looks, looks like, like fresh food. Plate of food. Wow, is that is that where we're headed? We're gonna get fresh food? No, no, no. What is a food system? Okay, so now we're seeing the path that that food travels. So we're on trucks here. I got the fields, all to families eating. That's nice. Look at the combine, these giant, this is a, there is a complex network. This is, this is what we call psychological warfare because we just saw one individual with a basket picking some food, right? Right. And then we saw a, a farmer getting, getting, doing some beans. And then we saw just an, one fisherman with his little, like pulling up the net. But how is that complex? I know in biology, there's, there's complex organisms and there's simple amoebas, okay? They're trying to present the simple amoeba as, as the front. Here are all the green, you live in Holland, and, or live in the, it's all going to be beautiful, green, 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 green. When in reality, it's industrial, it's, it's trucks, it's combines, it's complex. It goes to, listen, they just showed us fresh food but the people that showed up nestle doesn't do fresh food tyson doesn't do fresh food they do <laughs> chickens in a in in a confined area oh, this is this is psychological warfare okay there you go that depends on structures such as roads no you don't get to show me the last previous video with the little farmer with the with the thing on their back the basket 
the, the basket on the back and then show me this and say, this is the same thing. Warehouses. Wait a minute. You just showed me fresh food. Ain't no cucumber sitting there in a, in a, in a warehouse. Moved by a skid steer. And a truck. And okay, and these plants. Now we've got eggs <clears throat> on a conveyor belt. This is hundreds of thousands of eggs. Where are those eggs coming from? Where are the chickens? They're not free ranging. They're not showing you where the chickens are sitting in, in, in solitary confinement. This is psychological it's warfare. It's solitary confinement. It is solitary confinement, in my opinion. And oh, the markets. Let me explain something to you. Those markets, that's fresh food. What we saw in the warehouse, that's not food. To ensure food ends up on the place. A lot of that looked like healthy, fresh food. No, that's an individual And then farmer. we've got so, an individual farm. I'm going to explain something to you. A bear, a, a, a sandal-wearing farmer. This is racist, by the way, for our viewers. Every time they show, like, farmers with a basket or the little family sitting, you know, with no chairs in, like, a hut somewhere, all of the actual fresh food farmers that they have shown... Most of them, I should say, have been like poor African this, nations. What this is, is this? This is a really cool farm implement. I mean, it's got, it's, um, doesn't, it looks like it's not even done with screws and nails, uh, but like tongue and groove. This is pretty cool. It looks like this is a hand made out of like a hand hewn farm implement, farm implement. But let me explain something to you. This guy's food is not going to end up in a warehouse. In a warehouse. Cause this is small time agriculture. And this is where we need to be. Okay? Exact look. That yeah. Come on, man. So these are the lies. These are the lies from the world uh the UNWFP, the World Food Program with an E on the end. Oh my gosh. Let me read some more comments here. I need to get to Barry's stuff too. Barry, I've been seeing your comments. They do Franken food. Um Sarah says, I have incre increased my garden for next year. She says, thank you, God, for my garden that's growing so awesome this year. Um, and Barry, your video, I will play it. Um, Lorraine says, my eggs come from my yard. Thank you, God, for free food. Mm, that's so good. All right, here we've got geologist professor Ian Plimmer utterly demolishes the man-made climate change lie in two and a half minutes. Ready for this. We had in Senate estimates last year, Malcolm Roberts asked the CSIRO, can you please give me a few scientific papers that prove human emissions of carbon dioxide drive global warming? Now, I know Malcolm well, and he, he uses some of my questions that I feed him. And the CSIRO presented him with one scientific paper and then it wasn't on the subject so he asked them again can you please show me that human emissions of carbon dioxide drive global warming that's a trick question we'll come to that they couldn't this is a question that i've been asking scientists around the world for 25 years i've asked journalists this question i've asked politicians this question it's no wonder i get cancelled because no one can show from the scientific literature 
that human emissions of carbon dioxide drive global warming. Now, let's, let's imagine that I'm wrong. And once I was wrong, but I was mistaken. But let's imagine I was wrong. And we say, okay, <coughs> human emissions do drive global warming. Well, the total human emissions are 3% of the total emissions that we get on planet Earth. So if you can show that 3% of emissions drive global warming, you have to show that the 97% of natural emissions, which come from ocean degassing, don't drive global warming. That's never been shown. So we have built Got this whole empire based on something that cannot be shown. Cinnamon and in space. fact, you can show at, the opposite. At, the at some point in order to survive, we're going to have to obliterate the earth and everyone on it in order if, to survive. Did he? So 97% of carbon dioxide is from off, off gassing from the ocean? I don't know how you control that. It's, it's the end. It's the end of the world as we know it. A whole move with human-induced global warming has got nothing to do with the environment. It's got everything to do with deconstruction of the way we think and our society as a mechanism of unelected people gaining power. And I'm sick of it. And you that's know, why I wrote this too. book, Green Murder. It's a full frontal attack on like those who are leading the charge. It's kind of yellow. It's kind of yellowy white. Oh my gosh. That was really good. So let me go over here to um, this video that Barry sent about farming in the UK. Somewhere in the Black Mountains of Wales, daffodils fed to cows to reduce methane. Daffodils, which are grown at higher altitudes, hold a special power. They produce a crucial medical compound, a key component in pills to combat Alzheimer's. Recent studies reveal another potentially astonishing benefit. Early evidence shows high-altitude daffodils produce extract, which when fed to cows has the unique ability to reduce methane emissions. The challenge to get flower crops to grow consistently on mountain tops. We found when we tried to grow daffodils here that all the traditional practices from the daffodil industry from decades uh, didn't work and didn't apply. In the end, we had to throw out the rule book and completely reinvent the whole process from start to finish. The daffodil is synonymous with Wales. It's the national flower of the country. But the last place you'd expect it to be grown here is the Black Mountains. The reason it is, although it's challenging, is because these conditions are the perfect conditions to produce the crucial compound when it comes to reducing methane. It became apparent very quickly that daffodils are packed full of very powerful bioactive compounds. Cows and other farm animals contribute approximately 14% of human-induced climate emissions. Scientists are hopeful that as well as reducing emissions, daffodil extract can make animal digestive systems more efficient. What we also are expecting to see is an improvement in protein utilisation which means that we can start looking at animal diets and perhaps reducing some of the protein they're getting in because they're going to get more out of what they're, what's being fed. So that's a really, also really promising benefit from this additive. The UK government is now backing a four-year trial, which, if successful, could have profound implications. It's quite an unreal situation. In front of us now, um, the potential it could make 
to change the world on a, a number of levels um, it's incredibly exciting and very scary okay so i can appreciate this from a nutrition standpoint it being good for the cows they're able to absorb more protein less methane i guess kind of means that they've got better digestion i can appreciate that but the fact that these farmers are being forced and cajoled into trying to do something to reduce global warming when cows literally have nothing to do with it whatsoever this is retarded so barry i'm glad that you sent the video and i like i said i can appreciate it from a nutrition standpoint but this whole idea that farmers should do anything to get their cows to have less methane is like literal insanity just the idea that cows on grass on grass or any animal on grass is harmful to the environment beyond overgrazing Right. right. Beyond overgrazing. But do you know how many bison, millions and millions of bison cover the planet? More than cows we have. Yeah. Covered, especially like North America. Right. And they got killed off at the at one point that you could, I think it was like three there miles were, worth. Like yeah, three, was, I remember one one person said it was three days worth that you could, you, you would just see them moving for like three days in the giant herds. Yeah. Like none. Next it's, to none. It's not cows. It's but not the cows. Barry says, I found another local food producer near me recently. I now get honey from a local beekeeper. I get chicken and duck and eggs from my neighbor, as well as lamb and beef. I also grow my own vegetables now, too, so I don't need to tap into big globalization. Support your local food producers. It's better food, too. Yes, that's awesome. So I came across an interesting video um, where what I how Australian farmers deal... Wait, no. That's not... What that's is that? Nope, nope. That's not what I'm Nope. Okay. So how do Australian farmers control millions of invasive animals? So this this particular... And play it with the volume down for a minute. Um, at like... Um, let's see. When you start to see the goats and the camels, like in two minutes in, just start to play it. And I'm going to give you a little background. Okay, so... And turn off the um, in states such as Victoria. Turn off the subtitles. Mute it so Australia. that I'm going to do my own little thing. All right. So goats and camels and some other invasive animals were brought into Australia. Camels were actually brought into Australia to be used for pack animals. And then when cars came in, they let it was like only 21,000 camels, and then they went kind of wild. Well, these goats and go ahead and I will play this now. These goats are wandering all over Australia right now. It is estimated that wild goats cost Australia's agriculture around $25 million each year, not counting their impact on the environment or degradation of grasslands. In addition, wild goats are also considered to be the main cause of foot and mouth disease in cattle herds in Australia. Today, the commercial Australia often use motorbikes, horses, and helicopters so farmers... to muster hundreds of wild goats before selling them to goat meat processing plants. The cattle farmers will rattle up, wrangle up these goats. On average, each male wild goat in Australia typically weighs about 132 pounds. 
and an adult female goat weighs about 97 pounds. The average price farmers get for selling a wild goat is about $13.70. Wow. So as you watch this, what, what struck me was something. So yes, there's too many goats right now in Australia. Okay. And they're doubling. They say that they can double like every year. Okay. Sure. And so they allow for some hunting, you know, but here's the thing. They have very strict gun laws in Australia and we don't need to keep seeing them off these goats. Um, but why do we have to eat bugs? If these goats reproduce naturally in the wild and they're living in, look where the camels are in this very arid place where nobody wants to be. These, these goats are where nobody really is, okay? In Australia's like kind of outback, right? And they're, and they're actually living and thriving and surviving where, where nobody is. Now, they are, they've encroached on certain, you know, grasslands for cattle and everything. I understand people want to eat beef. But if these animals are so resilient and so strong, it would seem to me that this is a net positive yeah. instead of a net negative. And that why are the we government... spending like billions of dollars in bug eating research or in lab grown meats when we could just allow animals to go wild and then just say, hey, here, everybody take a gun. If you're hungry, go get some goats. <laughs> like this is like, why is it we have to have the UN Council of Food and we have to have all these cars over the place when they have these random wild goats? And why don't they have like, you know, butchering classes and just be like, teach every kid how to how to hunt. And it's and a you fun know what sport. Else they could do in and Australia. then everybody could be go get your literally. There's two like two million extra goats, and they keep reproducing naturally. It's a natural thing. Literally, everybody could go get their own goat. And, and like then, the whole, how many people are in Australia? And then they could use the Australian sun to make goat jerky. Yes. Yes. The population right? of Australia is 25 million people. Okay, so. 10% of the population each gets a free wild goat. Love it. I think Good this idea. is fantastic. No, wait, no, they're not done. I want to talk about the camels. Because okay. I thought people, you can actually eat camels too, by the way. Of the remote and inhospitable parts of Australia has increased very rapidly. It is estimated that in the early 2000s, the population of wild camels in Australia peaked at about 3.1 million. However, when control methods such as hunting, trapping, and mustering were applied, the number of these animals was reduced by more than half. In Australia, wild camels have caused particular problems for people living in the areas where they are most common. They can destroy fences and quickly completely destroy an area of vegetation by trampling and grazing by helicopter so they're hunting them by helicopter and then butchering this them. is so strange to me okay so you can bring it get small all right so they're because people are more used to cattle right then they want the cattle but if you go to exotic meat market uh, camel garlic sausage is $15 a pound. 
$15 for camel sausage. Why are we having a global food summit, summit when these camels are reproducing so well in Australia that instead of getting kids to feel like it's weird to eat bugs, why not serve them camel burgers? I love it. It's a little bit weird, but they are so resilient out there. Sure. And men love to hunt. Yes. So why not give everybody a pass to go take your son, go get yourself some camel, make some camel burgers. And then, well, I guess you have to do make them domestic to get the milk. But camel milk is like huge, it like very expensive. And then transportation. Why aren't we using the camels for transportation? You know, wait, would you go get the boomerang? Yeah. Okay. So we had a friend, she has since passed away. M many of you know that Michelle and I took care of our grandma and we still take care of our uncle. Un uncle is with us and he helps take care of us too. And as on the side, my grandma's friends would say, could you send the girls over? This is a while ago, uh, to come and help clean my house. Cause we would, you know, take, you know, take care of my grandma. So we made a lot of wonderful friends with very, very, um, old people and these older people have wonderful beautiful stories and we had a friend and maybe you guys have heard the story if you've been in resistance for a while then you've heard the story about edna now we would go to edna's house and we would clean her windows and clean her house and she would tell us stories about how she grew up on the australian outback she moved to australia when she was five with her mother and her her stepfather who um legit real australian boomerang this was edna's um edna this is so cool this is a this is a treasure of ours um and we got this when edna passed away um edna's stepdad got land from the war and he got a station a sheep station mm-hmm and they lived a three days camel ride. Right. They used camels. The three days camel ride into town. And they would camp like in the movies, like in that movie with um, Nicole Kidman. Um, they would camp on the way into town. She lived out there and she would talk to the parrots and she just said they, and they had an ostrich yeah. And she would say the ostrich egg would be like 10 eggs and then it her mom would lot, make a yeah. big cake with it when they would get an ostrich egg. Um, but they this used... Is, this is Edna. I wanted you guys to see her face. There you go. There's Edna. Yeah. Very sweet. I'll make her big. She was very sweet. Yes. That's Edna. So... I... Yeah, I'm just having memories. Memories come back we don't think right as human beings why are we killing these animals that we could domesticate and make for transportation why right. don't we use the camels for transportation leah because because i don't want to hear your because this all right why are we eating them why aren't you eating them you're wasting all this i bet they have a ton of factory farmed meat pigs and chickens 
when this when, the, the, when these wild camels yeah are really probably really healthy for you so i think uh, carolina says camel milk is supposed to be healthy uh patriot gallery says camels can easily live in any area west of the mississippi uh she says in my video i told america to go get all of this wildlife from australia i told him uh, and and I, I get that like why not it's there um wicked psych says small sustainable local farms are the answer uh floorman says dei diversity equity inclusion and sustainable development garbage is not a social movement it's a hostile corporate takeovers wicked takeover wicked psych says if you grow your own cucumbers and tomatoes you will never buy one from the grocery store again you will realize that the grocery store veggies don't even have any taste Rip Baza says, Michelle, if cows and animals can eat grass, I agree with you. But at the moment, UK cattle are feeding on artificial food. Okay, that I, that makes sense um, from big food producers. Uh, the problem with eating camels is it gives you the hump. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> I get it. So um, this yesterday, I um, I just took. I was just sitting on my deck, and I played. What, what YouTube does this thing to where. If you watch one video, then another one comes up and another so one. I want to play for you guys a few videos that I watched to, I, and I would say, dear food summit, this is what we need more of. So he's even wearing some sort of cool hat. Do not tell me that these cows are a problem. They collect the cream from the evening milk. That's an genius way to collect cream from milk, by the way, Leah. Well, that's when you got a lot. Okay. I'm just saying they're not being very specific about it. So they look at this boom they've got. It's a special boom. The cauldron is hung on a special wooden device. Gets put over the fire. A fire in the ground, by the way, in the building. The evening milk is added to the morning milk. Huh? To uh, one day's worth of milk. So they've got this Look fire. Look at this fire. With just big rocks around it. Stones. In their like smokehouse or whatever. It's like a smoke. You can just hang your bacon up in there and you just... Is that not awesome? So they're heating the milk in this big cauldron. Milk should be heated to a temperature of 96.8 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so what's gonna, what are they making out of They're making cheese. Oh, nice. That's a lot. After milking the cows, the cows go out to graze again. Look at this. This is what we call living. And I love that. Look at that cow with the feather. So you can see the cheese. Cheese makers pouring rennet in to that that solidifies the. It's an enzyme. And then they add it to the milk and they that wait an hour. So now it's off the fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is living. This is Carpathian is cheese. cheese. Yes. Get out! It looks like bread. This cheese is constantly smoked under the roof. So no, it's, it's literally not getting smoked as they're because making it. Because ha they have the fire. The cheese was smoked for two weeks. Get two out weeks. of town! 
The one block weighs about 22 to 26 pounds. I've never seen anything like this in my life. It's probably so good. <gasps> Every day the cheese is moved to a different place. No! What are we doing with our lives if we are not making big hunks of cheese? What is even the world about? Young cheese hung in a bag for 24 hours, and then it's, then it's, um... It's a cheese house! Yeah. I'm make it go a lot too fast, actually. I find like it's slow. It's like soothing to watch. This is a day-old cheese. And it's just gonna fall. It'll stand for, yeah. So Leah makes our cheese. Not I make all some of cheese. it, but you make some of our cheese. So we're used to this process at our house, but nothing like this. Whoa, Whoa. there it goes. There oh, it goes. It's really fun oh, to do that. Oh, no, you didn't. It is so fun to break up. So this big giant cauldron mm -hmm. of uh, how many gallons do you think that is? I don't 50 know. Ga 50 gallons? Mm, it feels like it's more, but no, it can't probably be more. Like a, like a 50 gallon. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. Maybe not. And then it's that. chopped up into small pieces. And then it makes one large oh, hunk that ends up weighing 25 pounds? I guess so. It's phenomenal. The cheese falls to the bottom. And then they are putting it on See, this but this cloth. is a man's job. The women are not doing this size of cheese. We could do that. No, we could. We pick up a pigment. Yeah. It is so awesome. Guys, we have forgotten what it means to be a human being. Yeah. And that is just straight up. And you the more the they store. try to pull us from this kind of living, the more they are trying to teach us to be robots. Mm -hmm. Because this is real life. And they hang it for 24 hours a day. And then finished blocks to take it outside and wash the salt water. They're literally washing the cheese with water. Salt water. But I mean, it's not permeating And it. then not... uh, the cheese, the liquid, actually, they drain it and they strain it. And then the, the cows and everybody gets So then they feed it back to the cows. Yeah. That's incredible. And then watch what they do with it. This is interesting. I'm like, I would just eat it as is, but they make this crumble mixture thing out of it. This is what they watched yesterday. <laughs> this, this okay, I'm by actually just getting the shoes. Case the in ready. point of what is they're throwing it in a meat grinder. So they want, it's like, um, they're making, basically they're making shredded cheese, right? They're making shredded cheese. And then they mix it with the sour cream. So they take this, they take, they sour the cream homemade sour cream and this is a corn porridge cooked with sour cream over fire so then they're adding some like cornmeal and then the ground cheese is beaten with uh, sticks for three hours no there's a lot of steps to this I thought we were done with the block of cheese I know we're and then adding salt. more salt yeah and then watch it, it actually changes the composition very interesting for three hours so you're making like a brie cheese these like guys a, like a are these guys cheese. don't go to the gym this is their gym i am here to tell you the cheese that these men do sticky. not watch pornography yeah they don't, probably don't, they don't have the internet even if they so did here, they wouldn't. i wish this girl wouldn't get in the way but this is then they eat it with the corn they put it on the, the guys corn ported, ported. i'm scaring the dog i know can you just okay. make us big Listen okay. to me for one second, because I'm about to go on a rant. I can't believe this is in our world news program. You can't get this kind of show anywhere. No. On the internet. 
I have been saying for the past few weeks since The Sound of Freedom came out that men are addicted to pornography because they are not living real life. Yeah. They are living, we were talking to the Kansas Cowboy last night, in a complete fantasy world. It is fantasy that you can go to the grocery store and just get, like, your dream's desire of food. And go to the restaurants. Like, men are not living real life. And women are not either. I'm not just picking on men. I'm not picking on men, actually. My heart breaks for these men. So what I've been trying to say, guys, and I get it. We have to leave the cities. We have to get out of these this industrialization. This is how we beat them. Mm-hmm. This is how we beat them. The more they try to shove us into their boxes and into their Kellogg cereal and their cubicles and all of that, we fight them by doing the complete opposite. And here's the thing. I'm reading in my Founder's Bible today. I think I'm in 2 Kings. I just shared that to a Resistance Chicks page on Facebook if you guys want to watch that video. When we look at the kings, it was, I think it was Jehoshaphat mm-hmm. that read, that they found the, um, or was it Josiah? It was Josiah. He finds the book of the law. They're cleaning out the temple. They're finding the, 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 the book of the law. And he's like, he rents his clothes. He's so sad. And they go into a major transformation and they start taking down all the Ashura, which is the Artemis goddess they, they've taken down all this stuff they are literally making a and they're killing these high priests of these false gods and they do all this throughout the entire old testament or specifically in in kings i get angry at the kings where there's very few of them by the way where they're like he did right in the sight of the lord there are not that many that did and then he says but they didn't remove the high places. And you, when you're reading it as a Christian, we all think to ourselves, but why didn't you remove the high places? That would have pleased God. That would have healed the land. It would have healed the people. Let me make the equivalent. And I thought this this morning. What if, and it's not what if, this is true. The high places were as commonplace as the internet and your smartphone. Mm. And your city living. Mm-hmm. And all of, we've been talking about this all week long. And you know what? It's actually in Second um, Peter about the uh, Balaam. Yeah. He says that Paul says it again. Or Peter says it this time. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about this all week. We've got these churches that are lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Telling everybody that they can go along with the world and still be Christians. Yeah. It's the same exact thing. So let me ask you guys this. What if to heal the land, the equivalent of removing the high places was actually getting out of the cities, getting a different job. This is big deal, hard stuff to do. Start growing food, be a man, raise cows, get horses, butcher your own animals. Yeah. Oh, Michelle, you don't understand. I can't just leave my job. I can't just buy land. Okay, for everybody that's poor, I get it. But for every man out there... Barry did it in the UK. He left. He went to Wales. He's bought a farm. He's doing the thing. All from, not from watching our show, but all while watching our show. Since he's been a, a viewer of Resistance Chicks, he has made this change. Mm-hmm. You can do this. And so all I'm saying is, 
Before you go reading the Old Testament, judging the kings that did right in the sight of the Lord, but didn't pull down the high places, maybe we could all start making actual changes in our lives that are the equivalent of pulling down the high places, but they seem too commonplace and too simple. Like, oh, well, it's all just fine. We're okay. How are we going to cure sex trafficking? How are we going to stop all this nonsense? How are we going to help men come off of pornography? By letting them and encouraging them to live real manly lives that includes doing things and growing your own food, raising animals, and making cheats. So would you bring this up for people? This is a great recipe because it um, because we raise pigs. This is a recipe that we can use with our with our pork fat. So it's their national cuisine. It's called uh, Hutzel Banish. And you need uh, some pork fat, some good old-fashioned uh, lardo, basically, and some cornmeal. Yeah, or you could use bacon. Yeah, but you can. To, but if you really want to make it authentic, you, you know, that's how you would make it. High-fat sour cream, which is what you need to get some um, raw milk from a raw milk farmer and make your own sour cream. Or you can actually, in the Mexican section, sometimes get it. Um, but And they use heavy, heavy cream. So they mix together um, milk and sour cream and heavy cream and they cook it and they boil it together with the cornmeal and then um, they fry up the, um, what, this is what we have. We have this tons of this in our um, so it's not, it's, freezer. It's, it's, it's from the belly and sometimes the sides and it's fat that is processed the exact same way as bacon, bacon. is made. It's, it is smoked. It is right. all done the exact same way. It just doesn't have that marbled meat in it. Right. So you would you would. Uh, That's why I said you could cook those bacon. up, those cracklins. Then you mushrooms and onions. Then you put it on with your homemade cheese. Now, a quick and easy way to make cheese at home, you guys. If you've never made cheese, this should work for you. If you buy it, uh, and you can get off that if you want. Um, if you add, I add a quarter cup to a half, about a half a cup of white vinegar to simmering milk and it will separate and you'll get what's called farmer's cheese or old-fashioned cottage cheese and i make that a lot to um, to me make... it's like you know what it reminds me of um ricotta like what you would buy when you want to make a lasagna mm -hmm. that ricotta that's what your cheese reminds me of it's really simple way to make cheese you don't have to go through the, the, these processes all right, well, well that was a really good uh, commercial there of of our world news program. I really, really enjoyed that, actually. Let me go over here and see some comments. I know Barry's got some. Um, I love smoked cheddar. It's gorgeous. Is So they're smoking the cheese, right? That's what we were looking at um, earlier. So, all right, Leah, what else is next? Yeah, so let's go to, to um, grain offer not enough. Putin signals to Africa that Wagner and Russia are still accessible. So Putin is making moves on Russia, and he has some alliances with some African nations. And these African nations are kind of... Um, many people are being discouraged to come to Russia by those who want to dominate the world, those who think only their way is the um, way the USA. You want me to play this right yeah. there? Yeah, I thought you or were. that timestamp? No, 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 go to the beginning. Holy? Yeah. Just go fast. You go ahead. So Africa's peace planned to be reviewed by Moscow. Uh, Prashojin's presence hints at Russia's real message to Africa. 
Putin assures African leaders of Russian muscle here. The chair of the African Union has said that Putin's offer to provide free grain to Africa was not enough. Now, um, what happened this um, this week was Seymour Hirsch came out with an article that said the U.S. is responsible for both Crimean, uh, Crimean bridge attacks. And as a result, the legendary national security journalist Seymour Hersh has published a report this week alleging, hold on, we're getting back to it. U.S. intelligence helped the Ukrainians blow up the Kirsch Bridge, also the Crimean Bridge, which happened earlier this month and corresponded to President Putin refusing to renew the Black Sea Grain Initiative deal. What's more is that Hirsch's sources described that the U.S. assisted in the initial larger Kirsch Bridge explosion, which has initially temporarily disabled it in October of 2022. He says the Biden administration's role in both attacks was vital. So as a result of the second attack, Putin has stopped the grain deal from the this is grain deal that would allow the U- Ukraine from exporting grain. Um, I we'll get to the numbers here on how much Ukraine actually exports. Um, let's see here. Putin responded to the second attack on the bridge by ending an agreement that enabled enabled Ukrainian wheat and other vital food crops stymied by the ongoing war to be shipped from blocked ports to the Black Sea. Before the war, Ukraine exported more grain than the entire European Union and nearly half of the world's sunflower seeds. And Russia began steadily intensifying missile and rocket attacks in Odessa. Now, as a result, Africa is hurting for the grain. Now, Putin has said that that Russia has enough to meet that demand. I don't know, but the Africans are saying that's not enough. Go ahead. During his closing remarks at Africa-Russian summit in St. Petersburg, Azali Asmuani, Leah's got us on fast forward, so you got to read it that fast, stressed that a ceasefire in Ukraine was needed. President Putin says he was ready to help us with the grain supplies. It is important, but maybe not enough. We need to achieve a ceasefire because it is always something unpredictable. And the longer it is, the more unpredictable it becomes. President Putin told us that he is ready for a dialogue and to find a solution. Pause that right there. Uh, Just for our podcast listeners, we are looking at um, Africa and this Russian-African St. Petersburg summit where the African president and Putin are on stage together, kind of almost debating. Not sure. I'm not sure which African president this this one is. I know I'm going to get in the article of which African nations are siding with or working with Putin. Earlier, Putin had told the African leaders that Russia was ready to supply Africa with grain, some of it for free. Putin says our country can replace Ukrainian grain both commercially and as free aid to the poorest countries in Africa especially as we are, again, expecting a record harvest this year. Putin's offer came a week after Moscow refused to extend the Black Sea grain deal, which had allowed Ukraine to export its produce. The subsequent Russian bombing of Ukraine grain export facilities and stores has sent the global price of grain soaring. Putin blames the West for higher food prices. Putin has dismissed the charge that Russia's special military operation in Ukraine was responsible for high global food prices. 
Putin says, of course, what's going on in Ukraine now intensifies this process. Food prices has increased, but it is not the main reason. The main reason is core mistakes by industri industrially developed countries in their financial and energy policies. That's the reason why food prices went up in the end. Putin asserted at the Russia-African summit that the U.S. and the EU had printed money to buy food during the COVID-19 pandemic. Causing prices to skyrocket, and that is absolutely true. We printed all kinds of money, and now prices are going through the roof. Although Africans have been hit by rising food prices, ground realities mean many African nations are dependent on military and financial help from Russia. Which African nations are on Putin's side? At the Russia-Africa summit, the leaders of Central Africa Republic, Mali, and Burkino. I'm going to go back here. Faso thanked Russia for its military support and promises of grain supply. Burkino Faso's interim president, Captain uh, Terori, called on an African heads of state to question their relationship with imperialist Western nations. Terori also called for better relations with Russia to be able to meet the needs of our populations. Faso, Zimbabwe, Mali, Somalia, Burkina and, Faso, and African Republic of Etria the Central. Will, will receive free grain supplies so from the Central African Republic and Republic each and from Etria. Russia. Yeah. Notably, Kenya is missing from the list after it called Russia's withdrawal from the Black Sea grain deal a stab in the back. The CAR president has thanked Putin for Russia's help in, in avoiding a new civil war in Central African Republic. Tangible proof of sincere friendship between our two countries and our two peoples made it possible not only to but save democracy by organizing presidential and legislative elections within the constitutional deadline, but also and above all to avoid a new civil war with incalculable consequences. Recent reports say CAR is considering allowing a Russian military base on its territory that could host up to, would 10, that say 10,000? Yeah. The Mali president praised Putin and saluted the reliability of a military relationship with Russia in his country's fight, fight against terrorism. Uh, the Mali president says, therefore, Mr. President, I would like to renew my profound gratitude to you for the support of your government. Under your leadership, which has enabled my country to make significant progress against the fight against terrorism. Meanwhile, the Zimbabwean Socialist Thank you. Zambian Socialist Party leader has alleged that the U.S. discouraged leaders from attending the Russia-African summit. Fred Mumbe told Russia, the Russian state broadcaster RT, that Lusaka chose to send a delegation to prove that it makes its own decisions. Many people are being discouraged to come to Russia by those who want to dominate the world and those who think only their way is the way, the USA. The Zambian politician added that we know who our friends are and we have the right to choose our own friends. The second Russian-African summit, which has held was held in St. Petersburg, 49 African delegations, including 17 national leaders in attendance. Meanwhile, four African heads of state will attend Russia's annual Navy Day Parade in St. Petersburg on July 29th. South Africa walks a tightrope ahead of the BRICS deal. South Africa has expressed hope that constructive engagement and negotiation can resolve the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. 
As South Africa, we are steadfast in our position that negotiation and dialogue and adherence to the UN's charter of, are necessary for peaceful and just resolution of conflicts. It is our hope that constructive engagement and negotiation can bring about an, an end. end to the ongoing conflict between the Russian Federation and Ukraine. This is from South Africa. Rambuza added that African leaders looked forward to discussing further what Putin, with Putin proposals they had made to bring about an end to the conflict. Putin will not be attending the BRICS summit in August in South Africa due to the ICC arrest warrant activated against him. Other African leaders have also pressed Putin to move ahead with their peace plan to end the Ukraine conflict. Republic of Congo President Denis Sassou said the African initiative deserves the closest attention. The Senegalese president, Mackay Sall, has sought to sought a de-escalation to help create calm. So you can pause that. This is a very interesting world that we live in right now. Obviously, there are socialist and communist leading countries that are sympathetic to Putin. There is no there's no black and white in this situation, so I'm not going to give you a black and white scenario. Putin is working closely with the communist CCP party. Putin is working with anybody who will work with him. And right now, those are socialist and communist leading countries. South Africa is a communist socialist leading country. Okay. This, this uh, push of the West to push Putin away is more about ma like um, the Italian mobs or the cartels yeah. fighting over territory. Okay, because on the one hand, the U.S. is aligning with the CCP. On another hand, that there is kind of a, a headbutting there because there are different people with different power hungry initiatives. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Russia in a minute. And we're going to this actually this that story ties in with what's happening in Niger. Okay. But first, before we go on to Niger. Because in Niger, they are actually holding up Russian flags. I see. I saw that in your description. Very today. interesting. And they're burning French flags. Hmm. At the same time, there's a coup. This is a coup. There's a coup happening in Niger. Is it a CIA-backed coup? Yeah. So they're. But oftentimes, why are they waving the Russian flag? Oftentimes, I like to jump in and just say, hey, I got a, I got an angle. No angle? I got some angles, but this is not a world of good guys and bad guys. Hmm. It's bad guys and less bad guys. Ha! And then there's bad guys who act worse than the other bad guys. Okay? And then there's some bad guys that act like a good guy every once in a while. All right? So here's some bad guys that's not acting ever acting like a good guy. And that's the United States right now. A source cited is said, this is to the Seymour Hirsch article, to be a U.S. intelligence official who is speaking out anonymously from the point of view of those in American intelligence, in the American intelligence community that do not feel like they are being heard by Biden. Nobody's, I Biden is hearing no one, but our national strategy is that Zelensky can do whatever he wants to. There's no adult supervision, the official complained. A section proving to be among the more blunt and controversial assessments from Hirsch's report is as follows. At this point, with the, with the Ukraine counteroffensive against Russia thwarted, the official said, Zelensky has no plan except to hang on. 
It's as if he has, he's an orphan, a poor waif in his underwear. And we have no real idea of what Zelensky and his crowd are thinking. Ukraine is the most corrupt and dumbest government in this world outside of Nigeria. And Biden's support of Zelensky can only come from Zelensky's knowledge of Biden and not just because he was taking care of Biden's son. There are some in the American intelligence community, the official said, who worry about Putin's response to the recent Ukrainian drone attacks in central Moscow. Will Kiev be next? Over the course of the two attacks, there were multiple casualties and fatalities. Did you know that in the bridge attack, there was a there were parents driving in a car with their 14-year-old daughter. The parents died, and oh, the 14-year-old is injured. But the United States would just say, well, that's a casualty of war. Let's take a look at the recent events in the Ukraine war from the point of view of those in the American intelligence community. On July 17th, Ukraine attacked for a second time one of Russian pre- President Vladimir P- Putin's proudest achievements, the 11.2-mile uh, Kirsch Bridge linking Crimea to Russia. $3.7 billion bridge with separate spans. It has an auto span and it has a train traffic span. Uh, the auto span was completed in May of 2018. Five months later, uh, you had the uh, the trucks being able to drive on it. And then Putin was the first car to make the, the crossing. Putin, or Vladimir Zelensky says that that bridge is not, should not even be there. And has they have it's a legitimate target and should bl- bl- be blown up. And it was in last October there was a truck bomb, and remember, but that was repaired within seven months. The most recent attack by a pair of submersible drones killed a couple who were driving across when the explosion occurred and injured their ch- their child. Damage to one of the auto spans was severe. The Biden admin's role in both attacks was vital. Of course, it was our technology. One American official told me, says Hirsch. The drone was remotely guided and half submerged like a torpedo. I asked if there was any thought before the bridge attack about the possibility of retaliation. What will Putin do? We don't think that far, the official said. Our national strategy is that Zelensky can do whatever he wants. There's no adult supervision. Putin responded to the second attack on the bridge by ending what we just talked about. The, the, uh, an agreement that enabled Ukrainian wheat and other vital food crops stymied by the ongoing war to be shipped from block ports to the, on the Black Sea. And Russia began steadily intensifying missile and rocket attacks on Odessa, whose initial target list has expanded from poor areas to inner city sites. The official said there was a lot more than grain and sunflower seeds flowing into Europe from Odessa. Mm. Odessa's exports included illegal stuff like drugs and the oil that Ukraine was getting from Russia. At this point, with the Ukraine counteroffensive against Russia thwarted, the official said, Zelensky has no plan except to hang on. And then this is the quote. It's like he's an orphan in his underwear. Oh, my. So I actually have um, this. Let's see. Is that the one I want? Did that just play on its own? So, could you play this? This is a this is a uh, the U.S. A government visual to the one to the right. Actually, Zelensky can do whatever he wants. So this is a visual of um, the bridge. You guys can see it. It just. Uh, I'm gonna just make this faster. 
So here, it, this is the bridge. This is the cursed bridge. Okay. Uh, so this is the uh, explosion, October 2022. The bridge was hit. Huge explosion there. Russia said three people were killed in the blast and blamed it on a truck bomb. Kiev claimed responsibility for this special operation. And then uh, Ukraine uh, claimed responsibility, obviously, for the, the second bomb there. And then Russia launched unprecedented waves of attacks on Odessa and Mykolva, damaging the port there. And then we're just seeing more retaliation from that. So what does this mean for the rest of the world? Well, right now, in the unsettling of the, the war that is right now, there's a coup in Niger. And there's a lot of reasons that could be behind it. So let's play some of these videos and then we'll discuss what's going on the best that we can. So that's going to be mostly... These ones? Yeah. No. Nope. I'm not screen sharing yet. Yeah, you can play that one. So chaos in Niger. 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 You guys tell me how you want, to, want me to pronounce it. I think Niger sounds good. You think it sounds good? I do. Okay. Niame on Thursday, after hundreds of supporters of a coup gathered in front of the ruling party headquarters. Young men looted motorbikes, chairs and other supplies from the building. Other demonstrators waved Russian flags and chanted anti-French slogans, echoing a growing wave of resentment towards former colonial power France and its influence in the Sahel region. The demonstrations came as Niger's army command declared support for the coup, carried out the previous day by soldiers of the Presidential Guard. Army Colonel Amadou Adraman announced on state television that all political party activities have been suspended. A group of soldiers announced in a late-night televised address that they stripped President Mohamed Bazoum of power. Juntas in neighboring Mali and Burkina Faso have grown closer to Russia since they took charge in 2020 and 2022, respectively. They cut ties with traditional Western allies. Niger's role had become increasingly important for Western powers, helping fight a violent insurgency in the region. In a social media posting on Thursday morning, Bazoum vowed to protect hard-won democratic gains. In separate comments on Thursday, the head of African Union Azali Asumani condemned the coup and called for Bazoum's release. Okay, so let's play some of these videos. Here's one. Several thousands are on the streets demanding the closure of all foreign bases in the country. A diverse and inclusive force is a war-fighting imperative. This is on a slide at the Air Force Academy. General Clark, do you agree with that statement? I do agree with that statement, sir. So, I mean, were, were the uh, Mongols diverse? I think something else is playing I in the background. Well, ah, sir. Matt Gates. I was like, what is that? Okay. 
Demonstrators also supported the National Council for the Protection of the Homeland, which was formed by the coup participants. The participants of the action took down the sign with the inscription Embassy of France to Niger and threw it to the ground. Several thousand citizens in Niger uh, chant, Long live Putin. Can't really hear it, but it's kind of the same clip we were just playing. Down with Macron, down with France. They protest against the French embassy. The Afri West African I don't think I'm on block. The same no, that is are. the rest. That's right there. Okay. The West African block suspends ties with Niger and authorizes the use of force if uh, the president is not reinstated within a week. Here's an okay. Go to the right there. One more. Media protesters besiege the French embassy. Media protesters besieged the French embassy in Niger. Um, people gathered outside the diplomatic mission demanding closure of foreign bases in Niger. Now, like a mud hut with like razor wire at the top. It is. Now, I want you guys to listen to Richard Medhurst talk about one third of French homes are powered by uranium that comes from Niger. So, what's really happening here? BBC said there are concerns Niger could move away from its Western allies and closer to Russia, like its neighbors Burkina Faso and Mali, who've both pivoted to Moscow since recent military coups of their own. No, you, you mean that they're sick of France occupying them and they want their country back. There, I fixed it for you. See, Niger is a country famous for its uranium. When we talk about neo-colonialism, this is one of the best examples. The French are heavily dependent on nuclear energy, and one-third of French homes are powered by uranium that comes from Niger, the Eiffel Tower even. Meanwhile, in Niger, 80% of the population do not even have electricity. France needs Niger's uranium so much, and yet Niger is the second poorest country in the world. How is this possible? Because the French are robbing them blind taking and giving pennies french neo-colonialism so do not be surprised when people in niger are chanting a bala france down with france and flying russian flags african countries are sick of being robbed they are being independent they are choosing to pivot away from western colonizers because they see the russians and the chinese do things by the book they are straightforward with you Whereas we in Britain, in France, in Europe, we have a history of lying, cheating, and stealing. That is our legacy in Africa. And yet the BBC and CNN, they want you to think that Russia and China are debt-trapping Africa. Like, as if we didn't. They speak about African leaders as if they are children. As if they are stupid. Like they don't understand what's good for them. Oh, they need the white man. They need Western troops and Western corporations to come and save them. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've seen this film before. People are so desperate to run away from the wars, from the plundering that we have inflicted on Arabia, on Africa. They are risking their lives. They risk perishing in the Mediterranean Sea, in the English Channel. But apparently they're the invaders. <laughs> You see in Mali, you see Central African Republic, Sudan, and others that are, they're soliciting Wagner services because France and the U.S. can't get the job done. France and the U.S. come put their military bases in Niger and Burkina Faso and Mali, and they say, we're here to save you from ISIS. 
Who created ISIS? Who created Al-Qaeda and unleashed them on the Middle East and on the Sahel? CIA and NATO. There was no ISIS before we destroyed Iraq, before we destroyed Syria, before we destroyed Libya. That wasn't a thing. This is why people are flying Russian flags when they have a coup in Niger. They are rejecting a president who is pro-French and pro-American. They are rejecting neo-colonial shackles and the West. And then, of course, they're going to go look elsewhere. They will look towards Russia and China, towards the competitors who treat them as equals. It's not that difficult to understand. Wow. So what really you're seeing, like 80%, um, one third, hold on, don't, don't, don't leave that one. Go back. Did you close it? Let's read that one more time. Go ahead. Click right on here. it. No, no, no. I want you to click. Oh. One third of French homes are powered by uranium that comes from Niger. Meanwhile, 80% of the population of Niger does not even have electricity. How come the French get to go and plunder a country and say, because we're smarter than you and we know how to do nuclear, then you, we, get your, we get power from you, right. from your natural resources, but you don't get to have any power because you're Africans. And Africans, you don't need power. But we're French and we're civilized and we need power. Meanwhile, 80% of the population of Niger does not even have electricity. France needs Niger's uranium so much. And yet Niger is the second poorest country in the world because the French are robbing them blind. This is what's happening. You want to talk about colonialism? All the people out there are talking about racism and those, those Nazis out there or whatever. What they're doing, robbing... Africa blind of the cobalt of all the natural resources it is a rape of a continent and unfortunately there are horrible African leaders who make these deals now could Niger be making a better deal with Russia I don't know I don't know if it's if it would be better or not and here's the thing don't listen to anybody who says colonialism is over mm. because yeah. colonialism is right in front of our faces happening everywhere all right alan says nato forces are the illuminati's arm army the un agreed agenda 2030 95 percent population reduction swampsters drain the satanic swamp system of worldwide management the illuminati's theater for our unlawful corporate enslavement the net, uh, the new world order cabal Freemasons, deep state swampsters. The English Channel is one of the most dangerous waters to sail in. Dangerous currents and very high waves in bad weather. Uh, Carolina says they are changing slave masters. All right, so here's a little commercial break that I just found was funny. So in Cardiff in the UK, the council confirms it is using diesel generators to charge the electric um, bin lorries, which are their garbage trucks. Mm-hmm. Just adding a layer of extra cross while pretending to be green. So they have these electric garbage trucks. But they don't have the ability to charge them electricity. So they're using gas generators to charge them rather than filling them with gas. They're filling gas generators to charge the electric lorries to make it look like This is green. what I've been saying. This is what I've been saying the entire time. Energy doesn't just come out of thin air. And most of the time, it's coming from oil. Mm -hmm. Full stop. In India, women storm lawmakers' house after nude gang rape victim video goes viral. So an enraged mob made up of women threw stones at and attempted to break into the house of the Indian member of parliament, 
um, not going to just we're going to call him Singh in uh, northern Manipur on Monday. The latest incident of violence in an out of control religious conflict New Delhi has largely ignored. Manipur, near the border of Myanmar, is home to a large number of indigenous tribes, the largest and most powerful being the Meiti, who are majority Hindu and control the fertile Impal Valley. The smaller tribes, among which the largest is the Kukuzu, are majority Christian and live in the hillsides. The Meiti uh, began petitioning the federal government this year for status as a scheduled tribe, a designation meant for marginalized indigenous groups prompting thousands of non-Meteti Christians to protest in May. In response, the Meti, how would you say, Meiti, Meiti uh, mobs burned down Christian churches and destroyed large swaths of Christian communities, displacing as many as 60,000 people in the past two months. The uh, Kukis have repeatedly accused the federal government, led by the Hindu nationalist um, BJP uh, party, of neglect as Hindus commit atrocities against Minipur's Christians. Adding to mounting complaints nationwide, the Hindu mob violence against Christians, Muslims, and other religious communities. Prime Minister Modi did not comment on the situation whatsoever for over a month. In June, during a press conference in Washington, D.C., alongside Biden, Modi denied the existence of any religious discrimination anywhere in India. Whoever deserves these benefits is available to everybody. And that is why in India's democratic values, there's absolutely no discrimination, neither on basis of caste, creed, or any or any kind of geographical location, Modi said. That is not a good Indian accent. That was very good. I listened to them all no, the time. I talked to them on the not, phone. That was not Claiming good. he was surprised by the widespread documented reports. I try to bring out my, my uh, I, you know. It sounded a little French to me. No, no. Hindu violence. Modi refused to address the situation until last week when a video service allegedly recorded on May 4th. The Meti mobs dragging two kooky women <clears throat> through the street naked, molesting and beating them along the way. Indian media, media later confirmed at least one of the women was gang raped during the incident and the mob murdered the men of the family during the attack. Get out. The family was reportedly displaced by the mob violence and fled into the forest where the mob found them. The video has renewed national outrage regarding the situation in Minipur and inspired a group of Meti women known as the Mira uh, Pabis, or the Mothers of Menipur, to protest, demanding New Delhi intervene to protect all the state's women. The, Mir the Mira uh, Pabis took responsibility last week for burning down the homes of two of the men believed to en have engaged in the gang rape documented in the viral video. Multiple reports on Monday, including the local Northeast Live TV and Economic Times, identified the group as responsible for the attack on the home of Ranjan Singh, the MP who belongs to the ruling BJP. The reports claim the women tried to barge into the residence and began throwing stones at it before police intervened. Uh, let's see, video of the scene. Um... And in Paul, the capital of Manipur, showed dozens of women surrounding the home, chanting their names and raising their fists.
This is a very interesting situation. It's it's sad too. The women demanded that Singh um, bring up the Minipar conflict in Parliament, where the BJP has all but ignored the issue, and the opposition Indian National Congress has failed to make any substantive move to address it. Um, you can scroll down to the um, Minipar news video. There we go. Welcome back. You're watching the morning news on CNN News 18. And we have some breaking news coming in from Manipur. Well, Manipur violence miscreants have torched MOS MEA Rajkumar Ranjan's home last night in Imphal. And this is the second time his home has been attacked during the Manipur violence. And the minister is in Delhi right now, but the incident took place just a day after a clash broke out between the unidentified miscreants and the villagers that killed nine people and injured several others in the Kamenlok area. So, well, this is the update we have. Well, the disturbances in Manipur have been it's been a roller coaster. There have been highs and lows wherein there have been extremes of this sort where we have seen that minister's house, MP's house, leader's house have been attacked in the past as well. And in the recent update, we have this particular house being attacked. And last month, too, a mob which comprised of the Maiti men and women attacked the MP's house, who is from the same community. And this was over the deaths in the Manipur violence that claimed dozens of lives in recent weeks. And now remember, the minister was travelling to Delhi for peace talks. And this is the particular situation and this has come into his notice when this has happened. Rather, the incident has taken place when he was not at home and he was in Delhi. Okay, so you can stop that. Um, they, uh, the... The Mirama Pavis, those women there that you saw protesting, they say we condemn the violence against the women, and that is why we want capital punishment. Wow. They want the, the women penalty. who were raped yeah. and murdered and the family murdered. They want justice, and they're not seeing any. And they're seeing this as a religious affront, and right. they want their representative to Parliament to say something, and he is not saying or doing anything. The women's mob also burned down the home of the mother of one of the alleged mob attackers. Um, divine, I mean, what would you do? What would you do? You're, no, Nobody's, I mean, seriously, it says, reports prior to the emergence of last week's viral video indicated that the Mira Pabas had initially sided with their uh, Metidi tribe, the Indian outlet The Quint reported a recent, as recently as last week that the Kirky survivors of the mobs had witnessed the Mira Pibis members taking an active role in encouraging the Metiti men to burn down Christian churches and villages, often blocking Christians fleeing into the neighboring forest from hiding from the mob. So Stuart the Brit says, I saw the video of what they did to those two girls. There were at least 50 men there all recording on their phones. Pure mm. evil, he wow. says. Wow. It says immediately following police reporting that they had arrested two men suspected of participating in the gang rape attack, uh, the Mary Pavis members burned their homes down. So James says these folks are no less than pirates. Floorman says the idea that China's Belt and Road Initiative and predatory lending isn't colonizing is like believing mining cobalt and lithium are green. So Zelensky signs a law rejecting the Orthodox Christmas date to abandon Russian heritage. So no Christmas for you if you're no Russian Christmas Orthodox. for you. 
Ukraine's uh, President Zelensky on Friday signed a law moving the official Christmas Day holiday to December 25th from January 7th, the day when the Russian Orthodox Church observes it. The explanatory note attached to the law said its goal is to abandon the Russian heritage, including that of imposing the celebration of Christmas Christmas on January 7th. Now, actually, um, you know, the 12 days of Christmas, the Catholics actually celebrate the 12 days of Christmas all the way through January. Right. It cited Ukrainians' relentless, successful struggle for their identity and the desire of all Ukrainians to live their lives with their own traditions and holidays. Um, very interesting. Last year, some Ukrainians already observed Christmas on December 25th in a gesture that represented separation from Russia. I didn't know they celebrated it on June, January 7th. The law also moves the day of Ukrainian statehood from July 15th to July 28th and the day of the defenders of Ukraine from October 1st to October 14th. 14th, The Russian Orthodox Church, which claims sovereignty over orthodoxy in Ukraine and some other Eastern Orthodox churches, continues to use the ancient Julian calendar. Christmas falls 13 days later on that calendar, or January 7th, than it does on the Gregorian calendar used by most church and secular groups. The Catholic Church first adopted the modern, more astronomically precise Gregorian calendar in the 16th century. Protestants and some Orthodox churches have since aligned their own calendars for the purpose of calculating Christmas and Easter. Ukraine's religious landscape has fractured for years. There are two branches of Orthodox Christianity in the country, one aligned with the Russian church, even as it enjoys broad uh, broad autonomy, and the other completely independent of it. The Orthodox Church of Ukraine, the branch that is separate from the Russian church, announced earlier this year that it was switching to the revised Julian calendar and marks Christmas as December 25th. Its leadership last year allowed believers to celebrate the holiday on on the 25th. Russia's state news agency reported on Saturday that the Revival Orthodox Church, which is aligned with the Russian Orthodox Church, vowed to continue observing Christmas on January 7th. Uh, Putin told reporters Saturday that the move is a sign of something that has been happening for centuries and that it has to do with the relations between the Catholic Church and the Orthodox one. Zelensky on Saturday traveled to the war-torn Dunsk region in eastern Ukraine, which Russia has allegedly annexed but only partially occupies. So... Um, I don't know if you guys saw, there was a clip with Tucker Carlson who questioned Mike Pence on religious persecution in Ukraine, which we have covered, where they took over that monastery Mm -hmm. and they're trying to push out anybody who is Russian Orthodox. And Mike Pence basically said, well, those are just, those are just um, Russian sympathizers. Well, if the whole of Ukraine is basically was Russian Orthodox. Right. You can't say that the Russian Orthodox Church is sympathizing with Russia. Listen, I don't care where you guys land on Catholicism, Orthodoxy, Christmas, whatever. I have a hard time. People's faith, whatever your faith is, is usually deep-seated within within Mm -hmm. you. And for for, for them to be asked to change the date of a holiday that they celebrate Mm -hmm. or for them to be asked to distance themselves from beliefs that they hold dear. This is wrong. You Mm -hmm. shouldn't outside of telling someone you're a sinner. You need Jesus. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't really try to alter someone's like the core of their faith like that. Yeah. Right. So Michelle, I'm going to, we have a couple more stories we're going to do. We're going to say goodbye to Facebook for the last part of our show. Just another like 10 minutes. We're going to cover, um, 
the stuff that you really don't I, we covered a lot on this Facebook show so I hope you appreciate it but we want to I want to cover some uh, maybe some transgender things going on uh, but before we go uh, I have a funny video this is uh, from Canada the camera cameraman sacrificed his job for this so this is uh, one of the trans I guess the Canadian transportation minister saying that they're doing really good on the flights and all the flights are on time and everything is going good and the cameraman actually pans to the schedule showing that well let me you'll just see it okay And just a final question here. Is there any sort of work being done to you with the airlines um, in order to get uh, flights actually on time or not delayed as much? Just curious if there's any work happening there. Yes. So we've seen a, almost a doubling in terms of improvement on on-time performance since last year. That is a reflection of all the work that we've done across the ecosystem together with our partner airlines, with agencies, reducing processing time, reducing wait times, and fine-tuning operations with our air carrier partners and we see the great results that have come from that and so just the cameraman pans to all these like every single I love flight the is delayed there that says the cameraman sacrificed his job for this i think that is he just when the cameraman's okay. doing the reporting of the reporter right all right uh, a couple more stories here as you drop things in the the i've already got the link dropped. okay el salvador congress approves mass trials for gang sus suspects so last week we covered how el salvador is really d doing a, a fantastic job to stop ms-13 and the gang violence well there's a lot of criminals so they're going to do some mass trials so the Congress of El Salvador approved transitory provisions and reforms to the nation's criminal code on Wednesday that will allow courts to conduct mass trials of tens of thousands arrested in uh, the President Nayib uh, Bukul's crackdown on criminal gangs. The changes approved by the overwhelming pro-Bukele majority in Congress with 67 votes in favor and six against will allow Salvadorian courts to hold trials for groups of defendants based on their area of residence and what clique gang group they stand accused of belonging to. Wow. The changes also allow for prison sentences, sentences for those found to be gang leaders going from 45 to 60 years. The lawmakers argue that the modifications will grant greater order and uh, efficiency to the process in the courts. Detractors accuse the government of legalizing the violation of due process by stripping, stripping detainees of their individual presumption of innocence. El Salvador has been under a de facto state of martial law through a state of exception decree since last year, last March of 2022. The decree is meant to combat violent gangs such as Mara uh, Salva... Trucha, 13 MS-13, and the 18th Street. The original 30-day decree has been continuously renewed on a monthly basis. For the 16th time in July, on July 11th, El Salvador's uh, authorities have reportedly detained 71,976 people. Could you imagine if each one of those just committed, like, one or two crimes? Yeah. Okay. Accused of being in gangs under the state of exception a number that represents 1% of the nation's entire population. Here's what I would do. I'm not actually, and this sounds strange for coming from me, I'm not really opposed to this um, You have process. to do something. What, but what I would do is offer 
like over the years that each it may take you years to get through but each case is going to have to be kind of appealed everybody yeah. gets one you know their first initial appeal you count it as an appeal but like listen if you don't appeal then you're just convicted of this you got convicted and then you know move forward from there it's going to take years to process through this so you do kind of an initial punishment that's broad or finding their guilt yeah, well, I, so I'm not. I'm actually not against this, but I would modify it, and they may already have it's a, this. It's a. It's it's, yes, people's personal rights versus the citizens' rights to a safe nation. And here's another question. It feels as if El Salvador is considering this almost like an act of war. That's and what they said. And when you're dealing with an act of war... You do have mass trials. Then you do have mass trials. Exactly. So gang-related violence with the virtual... Has had the... Um, this has resulted in basically ending gang violence. And a Which, virtual again, disappearance shows that of you can do it. the gangs. No gangs. They're just gone. They've arrested all the gang members. Okay? And it's not been, it's not been consecutive, but they've had 365 days... Without homicides, that's insane. Since nineteen, since two thousand and nineteen, since he took to office in two thousand nineteen, he has had days with no murders. The reforms approved by El Salvador's Congress also established that those detained under the state of exception regime, which allows the nation's authorities to conduct arrests without a warrant, can remain in prison for up to twenty-four months before you actually have any trials. Salvadorian Justice Minister. Uh, uh, Villa Toro stated to the French news agency AFP that the recently approved reforms may allow the country's judges to process groups of more than 900 people at a time wow. in a single hearing. That if they are accused that of belonging, seems, that's a little bit more extreme than I would do If they are accused of belonging to the same criminal organization, there's nothing similar in the history of the world that we are facing right now. There are more than 900 charges per gang click in this transitory decree. So wait, so, 900 charges or 900 people? 900 people. That would be the charges. It says there are more crying. than he's crying. Uh, more than nine hundred charges. Right, but it said nine hundred people. So those are the charges of the people. Okay. Salvadorian lawmaker and third vice president of the nation's Congress, um, Guillermo, explained the, to the AFP that thanks to the transitory provisions approved, the prosecutor general's office will not have to present individual evidence against gang members in a criminal justice process. This will make it easier for the prosecutor's office and the courts to prosecute gang criminals. He's going to go out. Okay. Ingrid Escobar, the Salvadorian non-government organization, the NGO, says that it is, a, it is serious because they are going to charge people with crimes that they have not committed but for simply linking them to a criminal structure. So what do you guys think about this? Because I, I think that when you have an act of war and you have the most violent country in the entire world, then drastic measures uh, need to be taken, right? And but I think I just I don't know if I um, tweeted this out or not, but Sound of Freedom has gone has gone to so. A special screening for the anti-human trafficking movie Sound of Freedom was arranged at the presidential palace, palace by El Salvador President Bukele. Tell me this guy isn't doing good things. Tell me he isn't. Just go ahead and try because I don't even care at this point. 
Like he is being led by God. Look at this. I'm going to show it to you. A special screening of um, Sound of Freedom. So we've got, um, guys, forgive me if I can't remember his name, but he's the a producer and the actor in the movie here um, showing the special screening for um, Sound of Freedom. I just think that that is incredibly awesome and the power of God is all over it. So some guys, I'm telling you that Bukele is legit, real deal. He's, um, so is this in English or is this in Spanish? So does anybody speak Spanish? Bukele and, uh, Vera Stigwe, how do you say his name? I, I, all right. So, you know what, what we're going to do is. So starting August 31st, Sound of Freedom will be in all Latin American theaters and soon after in Europe, Asia, and Africa. I'm trying to see if I couldn't find. Um, we are just, I want you guys to see this one again. So let's screen share. I think it's pretty powerful. Trump screened it. Then we've got um, a smile. You should smile more. Wow. Wow. So cool. So awesome. So uh, you're seeing here, I was leaving this up for you to see. This is the, they screened Sound of Freedom for the president. Bukele oh, that's El Salvador, awesome. and it'll be in theaters October, August um, 31st. Oh, that's really exciting. So, yeah, very, very exciting that he's, that he's, um, so he's speaking in Spanish, so I can't tell what he was saying there, but he's, he's doing the Spanish tour. And the fact that this movie is going to go into all these Spanish speaking countries and they're going to see, um, people fighting for them. Uh, this is huge. I think this tells, I think this is how you really end it. Yeah. By playing this movie in these nations where a lot of the sex trafficking is happening. It's all happening there. Putting them on notice there. Yeah. I love it. All right. So guys, we have a really important interview that we're going to do this week. It's going to be airing hopefully Tuesday night. No, no, we can do it yeah. Tuesday night. Yeah. So we're going to be recording an interview and airing it Tuesday night with our, our representative, our, our, the most conservative representative in the Ohio State House, Representative Jennifer Gross. And we are going to discuss issue one. Now, issue one is not just important for Ohio. This is national news. And the left is funneling. The left is pushing this on a national level. They are trying to do something here in Ohio that is going to set a precedent because Ohio is as, as they say, as Ohio goes, so goes the nation. So if they can get this, um, initiative or this, the most, it's a disgusting, vile abortion ballot initiative in November that they are trying to get passed. Issue one is a stopgap 
not just for to, to stop them from doing that, but to stop them from doing a whole host of things that they would like to do. So we are talking about gun laws. They, they've, the left has discovered this 51 plus loophole that they can use to get all of these ballot initiatives passed. Now, a lot of people are like, I'm against issue one because the constitution shouldn't be that easy to be changed. And other people are saying I'm for issue two because the constitution shouldn't be that easy to be changed. So we're going to break this down for you guys. We've been getting a lot of messages from you about um, what is this all about? And, and Ohio is not the only state that they're coming at this with. So I want you guys to all tune in and all share this because if we don't stop this here in Ohio, I promise you it is coming to a state near you. Yeah, so I'm going to bring this up before we leave Facebook, and I'm going to I had to go in a roundabout way to bring this up for you. I'm going to tweet it out. I can probably just pull it up. How? If you have it up, I can pull it up. Okay. Okay, so you guys. Got it. Jim Caviezel and Abby Johnson and General Flynn are coming to Cincinnati. Not to talk about the sound of freedom to talk about this issue, issue one. Christians are uniting nationwide for a rosary rally to protect Ohio's children. The Christian heroes who are leading the historic rosary rally include the renowned Jim Caviezel, General Michael Flynn, and Abby Johnson. You can see the group of demonstrators now making their way, going to Dodger Stadium. The Catholics behind the Dodger prayer rally, which sent shockwaves worldwide, in an August special election, voters will decide whether or not to raise the threshold of support needed for ballot measures to 60%. Move will make it harder for voters in November who will decide on a possible ballot measure to codify abortion rights in the state constitution. Ohio is on the front lines of the for abortion rights in America this year. Two powerhouse American organizations have teamed up to bring people from all over the country to attend what many are calling the most important pro-life, pro family event since Roe v. Wade was overturned. If you're watching this video, you need to do three things. Number one, you need to pray for these elections. Number two, you need to vote yes on issue one if you live in Ohio. Number three, if you live in Ohio, the great tri-state area, you need to be there at the Rosary Rally, August 6th, Feast of the Transfiguration. Voting yes on issue one, we're going to protect our constitution and save our children from abortion on demand and genital mutilation without parental consent. We need other guys to stand up right now. We need church leaders. We need to just freaking Americans to stand up and say that's it, that you can't take our children. Take your rosary. We're going to count on the virgin most powerful. We're going to unite our prayers to her heel. We're going to unite our prayers to the sword of St. Michael, the archangel. Women, we as the heart of a family and society and guardians of life have the responsibility to protect our children from abortion and genital mutilation. We'll see you at the rosary rally. We will make a difference, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This historic Rosary Rally is going to be led by the great Jim Caviezel, General Michael Flynn, Abby Johnson, and many more renowned Christian leaders. The buck must stop at the Buckeye State. God bless you all, and make sure you're all there as you join thousands of others at this rally, August 6th, Feast of the Transfiguration, to spiritually get us across the finish line as we vote yes on state issue one. So Leah, 
We we're gonna we're gonna make a special ish, uh, video on this probably after the show real quick. Okay. And we'll discuss it a little bit more. But can I, without taking the wind out of the sails of that, address what I'm already hearing some of the naysayers say? Real They're, quick. We're gonna play pray to Mary. Okay. Listen. I don't care who they're praying to. These Catholics are doing what everyone else should actually be right. doing. Mm -hmm. So before you stand in judgment that they said they're going to call on the Virgin Mary, I don't care. Because unless you are putting together a rally like this, mm -hmm. unless you are standing to stop genital mutilation for children and sex trafficking and abortion and all this horrific stuff that is happening in our nation, shut your mouth. Just shut it. Mm -hmm. And I said it, and I don't want to see a comment on here about it. And I mean that with every fiber in my being. Don't you dare say a word. Unless you are doing your own rally, don't. Do not. We are going to be there, and I am going to support these Catholics. No, I'm not bringing a rosary, and no, I'm not praying to Mary. But I am going to stand side by side with them, because at the heart of it all, they are praying to Jesus Christ. End of story. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm hearing them all in my head. Now, if, if you're not saying that, then I wasn't yelling at you. Okay? So there we go. Okay. All right. So you if, say you, goodbye if to you guys like, not yet. Now, okay. you, now you can. You want me to say goodbye to Facebook right now? Yeah. Right. Okay. Facebook. Right you yelled at them. I, <laughs> I have put the rumble link in the chat. You guys can finish the rest of the show by coming over to Rumble. So I'm going to say goodbye to Facebook. I got to figure out how to do that cuz I There we go. All right, we're good. So that that I'm going to save a rant for for later when we get a chance to talk about it. Um we may I'm not actually sure how we're going to do we'll do a special video on that and then we're going to talk have Jennifer Gross on on Tuesday and then we're going to all be wherever this is in I think it's in Norwood. Um, on Sunday from three to six, we're all going to be there. Um, they want to mutilate kids and it is the most, one of the most radical abortion bills in the world, probably since Malek. Okay. They want a 40 week abortion and they want to take away parental rights for kids go undergoing transgender problems or whatever. They want to take away parents' rights. It's, it's horrible. But in Russia, you know, Putin has banned. Uh, so um, Putin has signed a law banning gender reassignment in Russia. After a long time proce in process, Russia has implemented a law banning gender reassignment surgeries, which also includes legislation banning transgenders from adopting children. We are not on Facebook. This man is doing God's work. If you want to cut your hand off and somebody says, fine, I'll cut your hand off. That person and the person, one needs to go to a psychiatric prison and one needs psychiatric help. Anyone who would cut off somebody's perfectly working genitals and try to reassign somebody a gender through surgery is a psychopath. And a psychopath with a knife is a criminal. It's, it is akin to... Just like it is a, it is sexual rape. It is just awful. So 
President Putin signed a law on Monday making attempts to change your sex via surgical procedures or other medical interventions like hormones illegal. I don't think he put an age limit on it, and you shouldn't. No one should be able to, to, to you, doctors are supposed to do no harm. Giving somebody steroids was used to be illegal. Do you remember that? Remember when it used to be illegal for, you know, people to roid up? You're not supposed to give people cross-sex hormones. The law prevents medical interventions aimed at changing the sex of a person. It makes the state registration of a change of gender without an operation illegal. This means a person's gender cannot be changed on legal documents such as birth records, as it's happening in some instances in the West. You can't change your gender. This would also apply to all identifying documents such as passports, which would only reflect the true biological sex of the person. This is called sanity. The, in, if passed in both, it passed both houses of Russian parliament rather quickly earlier in July and is now will become, now will become the law of the land. There is a key exception to the law. It doesn't apply to cases of medical intervention to treat con, uh, congenital anomalies by hermaphrodite. You know, if you're a hermaphrodite, come on. We all know... Some people are born with, you know, some things messed up. When first proposed, the law had been framed as being necessary to protect traditional family values. The bill was initiated by Speaker of the Russian State Duma, the lower house of the parliament. Um, during the meeting of the Council of Legislators in April, Volodin, the speaker, asked lawmakers to submit their proposals. Uh, it said that uh, earlier that a ban on changing gender and passports and other documents would be one of the first steps to enshrine family values into national law. As for treating potential birth anomalies in children, the bill's language says that intervention is allowable upon a decision from a medical commission of a federal state-run public health institution. Already, Russian, um, Russia has strong laws against the dubbed LGBTQ propaganda. Last December, Putin signed into law a bill... Uh, that expanded, expanded on prior legislation. After this, it became illegal to publicly promote same-sex relationships or to present non-heterosexual orientations as normal. This is an intense... Putin law. has, in recent years, grown bolder in his rhetoric, condemning the encroaching values of the West. And this is why they hate him. And this is why, if there are good things that he has done, this most certainly is one of them. He is saving his people. Thank you, Putin. You're doing a very good job. Way to go. So the, the I was reading the wording on this. This is really funny. The law prevents medical interventions aimed at changing the sex of a person. And it makes the state registration of a change of gender without an operation illegal. So uh -huh. you can't get the operation and you can't change your gender without the operation. So eh, no one's changing their gender. Yeah. So Elon Musk had tweeted out under a video... Um, with um, the the chanting of uh, shoot to kill, kill the boar. Would you play this video? You haven't been able to close out the ones. I've been trying to keep up with closing. I know, them. right? You haven't been closing them either. Just let's be honest about it. So there is, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah, there's, but there's a video. A video. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're not going to show that, are we? No, I don't remember why that, I don't even know why that one's up. Oh, it's not up. You don't have it up and then look like, okay, I retweeted it. 
Got it. Anti-black racism. Now, this is the song that they sing. Anti uh, oh, okay. That's the translation. Anti-blank. Well, it's... I don't know why don't she think said it that. it means black. Why she said that? That's got to be another language. That. Okay, just play it, and we'll talk about it. Shoot to kill the mother, kill the poor, the farmer, kill the poor, the farmer. Brr, pa, pa, brr, pa, pa. Attention. So, Leah. So Elon when Musk had, somebody had tweeted that out, and Elon Musk had put a, not that, but tweeted out something similar to the shoot to kill, and Elon Musk had actually, um, well, had, had, had put like a scary emoji underneath of it today. My question is, um, they come to us and they say that we are racist murderers and they act like a, mm -hmm. at trump rallies we literally stand on stage and shout things like that mm -hmm. that's what they would have the left believe and yet when they come out and say it it's totally fine mm -hmm. yeah and elon musk had uh retweeted something about that uh this lady um when jury uh, says they're chanting kill the boar, the human right court says, don't worry, it's just a song they sing for their culture. Uh, when farmers are then slaughtered, they tell you, don't worry, the farm murders are just ordinary crimes. It's nothing to do with these murderous chants. Hmm. Yeah. Inciting to violence is what they accuse us of. They accuse everything that we say. I had my entire YouTube channel deleted twice. Mm-hmm. Because they were constantly telling me that my videos of canning corn and honeybee harvests were inciting violence. That's what they're telling me my honey harvest video was doing. That's Inciting exactly, to violence. That's exactly what they're telling you your honey harvest was doing. All right, so here's the tweet. Um, Parliament member calls for genocide of whites in South Africa. Zero outrage. So... Uh, Malama chants "Kill the Boar." Afroforum sees red again from July, just from from yesterday, and then right underneath of it, um, if you scroll down, you see Elon Musk there uh, with the two um, exclamation points. Yeah. So where does this end? And then other people were uh, chanting, or, or, or um, somebody says, "I can't quite put my finger on it, but that image reminds me of something." And then there's a picture of Hitler next to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, Lois Cardinal, a 35-year-old self-proclaimed sterilized First Nation post-op transsexual, said regret over his 2009 medical transition led him to apply for euthanasia in Canada last January. Oh, wow. He was ultimately rejected and is currently living with constant pain from the surgical constructive neo-vagina. This is sad and a tragic outcome awaiting uh, many who are pursuing gender affirming surgeries. And yet we are told that many will choose suicide without this care. Make it make sense. So now he would like to apply for their, the euthanasia. And this is the craziness he, that is happening to this poor 
man that they did this to, Lois Cardinal, residing as a native on a native reserve near St. Paul, Alberta, Alberta, Cardinal publicly shared his medical records this week to highlight the perilous consequences of extreme gender ideology. His case starkly illuminates the pitfalls of Canada's healthcare system. He lamented, I'm in constant discomfort and pain. This psychological burden is too much. If I can't access appropriate medical care, I don't wish to continue this. He had this thing happen to him, you know, and he developed complications, immediately regretted the surgery. Now he contends with unrelenting pressure, pain, and discomfort, a common a aftermath for many recipients of this invasive procedure. You can't just not just cut somebody's thing off and then try to invert it and make something out of it. And that's why Putin has made this illegal. It's not that you're trying to stop people from being who they want to be. You're stopping this harmful procedure from being done to people. In show of defiance, Cardinal posted his official request under Canada's medical assistance and dying law. Despite consulting another physician and recommending Cardinal to a specialist, his doctor ultimately denied this request to kill himself due to Cardinal not fulfilling the necessary criteria. While the doctor highlighted Cardinal's potential eligibility for reassessment in the future, Cardinal was only prescribed a numbing cream for his pain. Dear God. Cardinal accused uh, his uh, rejection of euthanasia uh, a human rights concern. Cardinal voiced his frustration that doctors seem more focused on using the correct pronouns than alleviating his agony. So hang on a minute, Leah. I, this whole thing has me up in arms. Because I have been against euthanasia in Canada from day one. And they push it in the most eerie commercials that we have played right here on Resistance mm. Chicks. That it pretty much, if you want to end your life for any reason whatsoever, Canada is behind you. But if the reason that you want to end your life is because you tried to have a sex change and it went south, well, that might not look so good. So then they say, actually, no, you can't kill yourself, but any Joe Schmo on the street absolutely can for any other reason, but this will look, look really bad. You're kidding? Now, I don't believe that they should assist this man in suicide. No, I don't. But the hypocrisy here, mm -hmm. like... And, and of course, it's not going to become national news because they've got to keep it hush-hush. They just keep, they'll just deny it and deny it and deny it. Mm -hmm. But anybody else can kill themselves for pretty much any reason whatsoever. Yeah, I think this is definitely discrimination against the, yeah, for sure. Um, wow. We actually had a, um, a world ivermectin day. <laughs> okay. And this is a little sketch that people put together uh, for the the harms of not being able to use ivermectin. It's over to your should be to your right to the right, unfortunately. Um, so you don't have that one up. Mm -mm. You don't. Well, we can skip it unless I find it here. Do you know how many lives could have been saved go. with ivermectin? 
Yes. So who who started the World Ivermectin Day? Is it kind well, of a parody? Pierre, is it like a joke? No, 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 no. They had World Ivermectin Day. Okay. Pierre Corey, FSLCC, okay, celebrated. There's a big there's a big thing on it. Now this is a sketch to show what ivermectin can do for you. So this was put on. This is put together by some um, people in the Caribbean. So you're sick. And ivermectin's right there. You can't breathe. WHO, the WHO, coming in, covering the body. Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson. Get your jab. Three jabs for this one. Four jabs. Five jabs. Finally. And then one right in the heart there. So for our podcast listeners, you still have two people that are sick and a personification of ivermectin. With a mask on. Um, sitting in a chair. Yeah. This is probably depicting the fact that ivermectin can't get out. I've, yeah. Trapped. Yeah. So ivermectin gets out from underneath of the trap. Ivermectin goes and helps somebody get up. the other person get up and they're all better and then he raises their arms that's awesome so if you click on what they did was um, you can do my ivermectin story Oh, wow. And you can go through here. Did you know uh, that since ivermectin was approved for use in humans in 1987, over 4 billion doses have been distributed globally? No deaths, by the way, by ivermectin. Um, and people were sharing their... Um, success stories. Yeah, their success stories. Set IV free. This ivermectin over top of COVID. Boom. Takes it out. 
That's awesome. The power of ivermectin. And people were... In the summer of 2022, I found myself stuck and alone in Iceland with a positive PCR test. Thankfully, I traveled with vitamins, ivermectin, and other supplies that made my weight pass quickly and easily. Five days later, I was on my way home. My ivermectin story. My wife's cousin made the same choice as your uncle. He was lucky. He only spent a week in the ICU on a ventilator. Um, says, my uncle decided to take ivermectin instead of getting vaccinated. He caught COVID and died. Wow. Really? That's, oh, I see. This is, the, it was an anti one trying to come after them. But they did, um, they did a whole, like, uh, story. The world, is this the world, um, I think this might be the one. I think she's the doctor. Hello, everyone. I'm really excited to share that the third ever World Ivermectin Day is coming up Saturday, 29 July 2023. And to commemorate this very exciting day, World Council for Health will be hosting a Twitter space, 4 p.m. GMT. What's happening in this Twitter space? Well, we'll be hearing from experts who've been using ivermectin, people who have been advocating for access to this miracle medicine. And we'll also be hearing from you, the public, telling us your experiences using this miracle medicine, what access has been like in your country, and what you hope will happen in the future for repurposed medicines in the walk towards health and health freedom. Some of the people participating in this Twitter space include Dr. Pierre Quarry, and of course, Dr. Chris Shoemaker, Dr. Tina Pierce, Edmund Fordham, Kaz, and Mike, will be telling us about smuggling ivermectin in chocolate. Also, doctors from Africa, Dr. Shankara Chetty, Dr. Jackie Stone, uh, Terry Herholt, of course, got some very interesting stories to share with us as well. And doctors from India, including Dr. Amita Banerjee, Dr. Lenny DaCosta, and Dr. Jacob Puliel. So it looks like on in the um, my ivermectin story, there are lots of people... Um, who are trying to say that it doesn't work or didn't work, whatever. Well, here's our ivermectin story. Here it comes. Just a short one. It worked. We all got sick. And here's the thing. I don't say that ivermectin works by itself necessarily. Uh, ivermectin, though, I will tell you the vitamins, the quercetin and the zinc and all that wasn't working on its own. When we added ivermectin. And the steroid. Well, ivermectin first started to help right away. Yeah. Ivermectin certainly started to help right away, and the right dosage over the hydroxychloroquine, by the way, over the hydroxychloroquine, um, the ivermectin mixed with all those things. What it happens is the ivermectin opens it up so you can get the zinc and everything inside of you, right? And then mixed with uh, when you added the steroid with the ivermectin, it was like boom, everybody did fine once they got that. So it's not just one miracle drug, but ivermectin is definitely a miracle drug, and I appreciate it. And we've since been using it for a whole host of things. I mean, honestly, there are the benefits of ivermectin. If, if one of us starts to feel down, not depressed, I mean, like, it's like we're coming down with something, ivermectin. If you're around yeah. someone who's been sick, ivermectin. Yeah. Like, that's how we use it. Yeah. All right, two more stories here. Calvin Robinson, the Common Sense Crusade, commenting on the shadow health secretary in the UK that says that those who argue homosexuality is sinful cannot choose which 10 commandments they like or don't like. They're saying he, he's mixing up the, ten, he mixed up the 10 commandments with the other parts of the mosaic law. 
Okay. And the homosexuality actually isn't in the Ten Commandments. Right. But the uh, health secretary is saying he's gay. He, for a long time, he struggled with his faith. Then he realized God loves him just the way he is. And that people who uh, are saying that the Leviticus calls out homosexuality are picking and choosing the Ten Commandments. Well, Leviticus talking about homosexuality is not one of the Ten Commandments. Okay? One of the Ten Commandments that you wouldn't want to to break would be adultery and that is only between a man and a woman right which presupposes that marriage and sexual relations is between a man and a woman and between a married man and a woman okay so i'm going to play calvin calvin Robinson responding to the health the shadow health secretary wes streeting said in the telegraph this week that christians against gay marriage have a pick and mix approach to faith he said those who argue homosexuality is sinful cannot choose which of the Ten Commandments they like or don't like. So I wanted to take a moment to talk about why the health, Shadow Health Secretary is right. Accidentally right, of course, because his ignorant statement is rooted in biblical illiteracy. But in his poor attempt to be disparaging towards Christians, he actually makes a fair point. Yes, Christians are called to obey all Ten Commandments. We cannot pick and choose which commandments we obey, and we cannot ignore any of them. To break one is to break them all. The epistle of James chapter 2 verse 10 reads, For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. However, Mr. Streeting seems to be confused when he speaks of Christians against gay marriage. The Bible's teaching on issues of holy matrimony and sexuality are not founded exclusively in the Ten Commandments. The seventh commandment is thou shalt not commit adultery, which means one should not cheat on one's spouse and one should not have intercourse with anyone else's spouse. That would be a sin. But the Bible is also teaching us that fornication is a sin, which means that any sex outside of marriage is a sin. Additional to that, the Bible teaches that sodomy is a sin and other homosexual activities. It's important to be clear on this. Describing something as sinful isn't a judgment from one man to another. It's God's word for an action or thought which separates us from him. God is love and God wants the best for us. He teaches us, as any father would, what is good and what is not good for us. He gave us his word so that we might know how to follow his divine order. We have free will so we may choose not to, and that is sinning. The Bible also teaches that marriage is between one man and one woman. It's monogamous and it's heterosexual. That is a definition shared with pretty much all of human history, Christians, atheists, and those of other faiths until about five minutes ago. It used to be that words had meanings and we all knew what marriage meant. There are no Christians against gay marriage because Christians are in favor of marriage and Christians understand that gay marriage is an oxymoron. Don't get me wrong, some people are same-sex attracted and there is something to be said for those who are and manage to live lives as saints, following the teachings of the scriptures and living a chaste life. Singleness can be a good and holy thing for those who are not called to marriage. But there's no such thing in a Christian context as gay marriage, and any sexual activity outside of marriage is sinful. That is the Christian faith. There is no cherry picking there, and it's high time our politicians stopped attacking Christians for following our national faith, as we have done for nearly 2,000 years. The message isn't that some people are sinners and we should judge them for it. The message is that we are all sinners in different ways, and we must repent of our sins and have faith in Christ. That is how we are saved, not by affirming our sinful ways, but by helping each other to sin no more. That's so good. Another home run from Calvin there. I just love how he just he goes right to the heart of it. Hey, guess what? It's sin. 
Let's repent from our sins. Let's help each other to repent of sin and to sin no more. I love it. And boiled down to that part. I think that uh, that was probably one of the best. He's one of the best defenders of marriage. Yeah. He's like, there's no gay marriage. There is no such thing as gay marriage. He does go on to say there are civil unions and and that's a separate from the church. And I'm not going to stop you. But as Christians, I have to tell you what is Christ like. Yeah. Uh, last video here from, here we have an Irish farmer putting it perfectly. And it's a bit shoot one. Mm. You don't have that one either. Mm, I probably do. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, let's see. Do you want me to tweet it? Okay. No. Prepare yourself to be triggered. Okay. Or otherwise. Here we go. How come? Okay. Somebody answer me this question. Up until 2020, you never seen a warning appear on the bottom of a video. Good question. On the bottom of a social media post. But ever since a few of us started questioning the narrative during the last three years, whether it was about injections, whether it was about decisions of government, or whether it's about in the current economic climate of what's occurring, about, you'll hear about slavery, you'll hear about digital currency, other people are questioning all the illegal immigrants, the women fleeing war that are actually fully grown military age males arriving on busloads into Ireland. Mm. If you mention any of this, you get a warning on the bottom of your video. But there are fully grown men in their 50s who are on TikTok, Instagram, Switch, Facebook, and they are telling little kids that they identify as non-binary and they feel just like them. And there is no warning label on the bottom of those videos to warn those children that they may be looking at a predator, that they may be getting indoctrinated, influenced into damaging themselves permanently for life. Ask yourselves that question. Mm. And if you're one of the sheep who's not saying anything, it's time to wake up. Okay, that was excellent. And you know what? He makes such a valid point because it it should be uncontrovertible that a lot of predators will mask themselves or openly as these transgender Mm -hmm. non-binary i identify just and so they mask this is this is well known by everyone yeah so why not put a warning label label on there that you may be talking to a predator Gosh, unbelievable. All right, Leah, is that the show? That's it. That's the show. You go, girl. Says T-Y, T-W-Y, Lamb 1. James says, and this was what they called disinformation. So evil. I think that was to the ivermectin thing. Britt Baza says, um, Michelle, when I had COVID, all I took was vitamin C, iron, magnesium, water, and slept. It lasted three days. Uh, He says, earlier... As I said earlier with the abortion part of this show, again, this trans idea is wrong. It all goes against natural law and God's law. There are only two genders and anything else is just sick and wrong. Yeah. Anything else is just sick and wrong. Anything else is just sick and wrong. Oh my gosh. Okay, so. Thank you, Leah. That was a really, really, really good show. For those of you, don't go anywhere. Don't, don't leave. Do not leave. An important announcement, okay? This is really important, actually. Um, Patriot Gallery has done 
has been knocking videos out of the park this week. Leah and I have not been doing as many videos as we normally do, um, but Patriot Gallery has been doing boatloads of them. She did one last night called Dream Divorce, Custody, the New Jerusalem, Heaven on Earth, God Dwells, dwells with Man. Um, what is the adults-only occult worship? Men making human sacrifices to false gods. I think this might be a clip um, from Resistance Chicks. Yeah, this is a, a cutout of Resistance Chicks that she did. Okay. Um, so there's that. And then um, earlier this week, she The Red had Dragon. The Red Dragon, the globalist, globalist hidden within the veil of wisdom, truth, morality, and virtue. Mom's shows are epic. They're awesome. They're she really, really, really good. Amazing. There was the one show, part two, of uh, the size. They're not? No. Why are they seeing it? Well, because I just pulled it up real quick to get some titles. Was it part two or part three that it was the Well, you just go sizal. watch all of the sidle videos. We'll show videos. Them. Okay, well, then I have to grab this. Hang on. Wait a minute. Wait for it. But the point is that Patriot Gallery has been knocking videos out of the park, and I want you guys to tune into them. I prefer to listen to Patriot Gallery at 1.25 times. Not going to lie. I think she sounds awesome and super powerful that way. Um, that's my tip for listening. But all of the videos that she does are just... I mean, I, I learn a lot just from watching my mom's own videos. Yeah. And you'll notice on the show a lot of times Leah just Play calls her, her mom are good. like she's everybody's mom. Do you believe? Is the devil whispering into your ear pretending to be the voice of God? Whose report will you believe? Patrick Gallery makes all these. She does them all herself. Blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And so, then she'll, she'll, she puts clips, she does, she reads her blog, and then she'll myself. play like. You're still. They had some Rock really good just right there. Infomercial on the evening news was, I think, less overt and in your face decades ago than it is in the current oh, age. This is about um, as, unfortunately, the hyper commercialization yeah. of everything, including. Uh, news uh, and other forms. The um, mainstream media brought to you by Pfizer was all one huge commercial okay. for Pfizer. It's so good. Go listen to me. You guys are going to love them. All right. So there's that. And then while we're Honestly, here. Honestly, my mom's show is the one that I watch all the time more than any other show. Uh, yeah, 100%. Actually, Not just I would I agree to. with that. I would 1 million percent agree with that. Not just because I have to. So, um, but over here at Resistance Chicks, there's a couple of things that I want you guys to check out. I want you guys to get a couple extra people so we can be at 7,000 on Rumble. Come on now. Come on, man. We literally if need you like are just, just 20 people. Just follow us. If you're watching right people. now, just click follow. Come and, on. And ring the bell, and then it'll Come show on, up on your phone. Come on. We need 20 people. This sounds like a telephone. Come on. Okay, but, 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 but. Our show on uh, UFOs this Friday yeah. was amazing. With it was I so two... long. We had no idea it was so long, so you broke it into three parts or two No, parts? there's the full show, and then Patriot Gallery broke it up in part one, part two. I don't know. I yeah, but there's that, a full show, did. and then there's the... the, 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 the... So there's the... I didn't do the other two. Patriot Gallery did. So Mom put our Bridie on show in. That's a full show with so the Bridie on segment. The full show is is the Bridie on segment with the after show. Okay. But then, also, this is really, really important. Revelation Red Pill Wednesday, this past Wednesday, with Jason Heidinger... Unlocking the Mysteries of the Seven fire. Churches. Now, we only got to the first three. Yep. Okay. But it was absolutely on fire. Um, 
the Kingdom Roundtable this week is literally the episode that everyone on the planet needs to watch and share. I mean, just share, share, share. But also, I want to go back because this is this this special report right here, guys, on the hazardous waste disposal from East Palestine that's happening in Eaton Township. Yeah, I still want you guys to go back and watch and share that video if you have not already. We interviewed Karen Johnson and Elizabeth Rattray, two women that are fighting to keep tabs on what is going on with all of this hazardous waste and how it's being disposed. Guys, we should not be living a life where in order to dispose of this hazardous waste, essentially they're forever chemicals. I, you just have to go and watch the video and share it with everyone that you possibly can. I'm telling you, that one is is the one. I'm going to keep telling you guys to go and watch and share that. And then also our interview with Lynette a couple of weeks ago knocked it out of the park. Um, so go, 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 go watch all that. Watch all of that and, and please share it. We would count it as a favor if you guys would share it. Um, so, all right. This coming week, as a reminder, I know we said this earlier in the show, Tuesday night, let's plan for 8.30 p.m. Let's know, let's just do 9, give me some wiggle room. 9 p.m. on Tuesday, we will air our interview with Representative Jennifer Gross, and we will explain to you what is going on with Issue 1 here in Ohio. Everyone needs to know about this. It's so important that Jim Caviezel, Abby Johnson, and um, General Flynn are coming to Cincinnati this Saturday, Sunday, to talk about it, a week from today. That's how important it yes. is. So thank you guys for being here. Thank you to our moderators over on Rumble. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, it means more to us than you possibly know when you like our videos, when you comment yes. on them, when you subscribe to the channel, when You're you send us Ivermectin? messages. No, I'm not. It's just, it's, just, okay. it's just playing like that. Um, Send us your letters. P.O. Box. Oh, let's do the mail call. We're doing it. P.O. Box 107, Milford, Ohio, 45150. If you send us your letters, we will read them on air. Now, we went to open this the other day from Rosemary, and we saw that it was a gift, and so we didn't finish opening it. So Lee and I have not seen what this is. But Rosemary from California says, Michelle and Leah, I love watching your farming shows. We need to do more of those. So there's a rooster for Leah, bees are for Michelle, and watermelon for Patriot Gallery mom. So I have no idea what this is. Oh, oh my gosh. lovely. <gasps> I love them. Oh my gosh. They're the coolest earrings ever. Wait a minute. Hang on, there's more in here. Wait, so, wait, you hold that up. I'm gonna put them on. Not the you don't get the bees. You get to wear the rooster. Wait, look at the, look at this. That look at is it. so detailed. Oh my goodness. That is adorable. Look at the I bees. I love these kind of earrings. Like you don't even know. Did Rosemary. you buy them or did you make I them? There's wings on the bees. I cannot even. Oh my gosh. Faith Gal says, jumped over to Rumble on the big screen and started cooking and listening. Thanks for yet another amazing broadcast. They are worried about elections of town reps all the time. 
Oh my gosh. You can see that. They like fly. Guys. Under your ears. Rosemary. Now let's, hang on. I want to hold up Patriot Galleries. Oh the my gosh. Here, I'll try Mom's Those on. are so cute. They're little watermelon wedges. So adorable. Thank you, Rosemary. And then there are, hang on, three more sets of these beautiful, like, patriotic earrings. And so now I have to take one of these out to put these in. Oh, wow. Look at that. Look at them. Uh, they're like little fireworks. They're like little fireworks. Oh, my gosh. So cute. So thank you, Rosemary. These are adorable. Faith Gal says, y'all go back and watch all the videos, but you must listen to PG. Thank you, Faith Gal. Oh my gosh, so cute. Thank you, Rosemary. I love them. There's thank even you. a pair for a Patriot Gallery. Thank you. And then there was one more you had down here that you were saving. The other mail call. Oh yeah. That you had opened. I hope we have all the pieces. You'd only opened part of it though. I know this is part of it. I don't know where the letter is, though. Hang on. I'm going to find it. So this is a long overdue one. Is this part of it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Okay. So this is way overdue. You have to forgive me, Michael. I bought the Liberty Quarter uh, in February at an antique store on Court Street in Plymouth. Uh, it was $6.82. They only had two, and I bought them both. I kept one and that had no date. I was going to send it to you for the six-month anniversary of the Covenant, oh, March wow. 11th. Before I could send it, I learned that it was Leah's birthday, so I sent a card and said I will send the coin later as a care package. What I learned at Burial Hill was to preserve for the future. This is talking about our event in Plymouth last year. Um, so this is a token, uh, uh, to preserve for your future. And then he said the sea glass that's in the container are, and shells were collected over the years. Is that this one? And oh, and this was a heart. The chicks have heart. Oh, that's so cute. No, it's that. It's I the, know, but this is a piece of it. Okay. It's actually in the shape of a heart. The fifth penny I, I uh, when he used to live on White Horse Beach, uh, the fifth penny I received in May in 1944, we were at war. In 2023, we are still fighting a spiritual war. I was hoping to add one more thing to the package, and today I, I obtained it. I was at the market where I received the Indian head penny, and I saw the calendar. Is the calendar in here? Did I put the calendar up somewhere? No, it's right here. Okay. So, this... You guys need to understand something. Plymouth, Massachusetts is our, our home hometown. Oh, away from home. It's not really our hometown. Right. Um, but... Like, everything Plymouth means so much to us, you can't even know. And this calendar... These are really pretty. It's just something that we're going to have up. And even though it's going to be... Even when it's not 2023. Yeah, because Plymouth means so, so much to us. And glass. if you guys haven't been there... Look at this. This is amazing. You need to go. This is what happens to glass when it gets washed up on the waves. And this is the um, Plymouth Grist Mill. With our friends Leo and Nancy. Here's Memorial Hall. This is the uh, Plymouth Plantation, the Recreation Museum. The Recreation. recreation sorry. The Haba. It's so the beautiful there. 
It's my one. It's pretty much one of my the favorite cranberries. Places and they all the of the chocolates world. that they have that are cranberries are just amazing. And that's, oh, they have the the parade that they do every year. Thanksgiving the parade. Thanksgiving parade. And there's the town tree lit up. That's awesome. And this oh is our gosh, friend's that's house. Oh my gosh, our friends! Wow, that's their house. That's lot one. That's beautiful. That's awesome. So thank you, Michael, for sending Yes, thank these. you, Michael. Um, sorry it's been so long for me to actually do the mail call. I usually have to uh, pop out. Um, but these are really cool. So thank you so much yes. for helping us to um, It's always up. great to get a piece of Plymouth in the mail. You don't even know. Well, and then this is, you know, this is a 1944 penny. And um, that's awesome. The chicks have heart. That's I love awesome. that. So, guys, if you want to send um, anything in the mail, we just if, like hearing your you, stories. Like, letters. here's I found you guys so many, you know, weeks or months or years ago. Yeah. Like, we just love to hear those stories. This is where I live. Yeah. You know, I, I get us being on your big screen. If we're on your big screen right now, I'm waving at you because that is just the most hilarious thing. Every once in a while, if we have to watch something back and we're on the big screen, it's very stark and very weird. Um, but we're just real people in our basement and you're real people. And I like to know that you're real. You know that I'm real. I mean, I like to think that you know that we're oh, real. That's like a watermelon. Um, and so it is really great to hear from you guys. So thank you for your letters and thank you for the gifts and all the things that you guys have sent over the years. Um, they really, really mean a lot. They always make me smile. So like, it's not just like I could go and get a pair of earrings, but then I put the earring and the rooster in. I think that somebody likes my show. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome. So we love you guys. God loves you. And, um, no, no commercials. Oh my gosh. Faith gal says, does she have a website? I need to get some of those earrings. Ro Rosemary, if you're watching this. Let us know. And we she did not leave any kind of website. I know. They're just She didn't so even leave an cute. email. Uh, where is the info on land rezoning for waste disposal in trade for grants? Towns are selling out their communities in trade for grants. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, I've heard that, actually. I have heard that, and that is despicable and awful. Um, that's a very good question. But thank you. Donna Bo Libby put the... Um, Link to that video, our special report with the ladies from Eaton Township on the East Palestine hazardous waste that's going to Ross Environmental. Um, they are trying to fight stopping that from happening in their community. And we are, Mike Adams is going to be interviewing them August 22nd. I don't know when that's going to air. And Scott Kesterson is also going to have these ladies on, their, on his show. So um, definitely looking forward to tuning into that. So, all right. As far as advertisements. Go. Yeah. The only thing that I'm going to tell y'all this week to go and do is go to mypillow.com forward slash RC, use promo code RC, and support Mike Lindell because he has that election summit coming up in the middle yeah. of August. We are not able to go. Yeah. But we've been invited to go. And they are literally putting boots on the ground. They are doing the work. And speaking of boots on the ground, I am literally, Leah. How often are we wearing our sandals from my pillow? Every day. How often does mom come and steal them sometimes? Because she doesn't have her own pair and I need to get her her own pair. Every day. So, guys, 
I literally, I have reduced my shoes down to a pair of gym shoes and, and I have a lot of shoes and it's, and it's very terrible. I need to repent. Um, down to literally those pairs of those, the sandals and a pair of gym shoes. That's it. That's all you need in life. Okay. Yeah. So go to mypillow.com, use promo code RC and I get it. How many pillows can you have? How much of this can you have? Yeah. The mystore.com. You can use our promo code there and support Mike Lindell. There's a lot of stuff that you could start Christmas shopping right now. Get your stuff now, get your coffee from him, literally supporting election integrity. And that's what makes me so excited about what Mike's doing. Yeah. So we're supposed to send you guys to the, uh, lindellevent.com. 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 The plan plan revealed August 16th 16th through 17th. So you can go and you can watch the pre-video from Mike there about what's going to happen on the 16th and 17th. Um, Do you want to just bring it up real quick because they asked us to do it. Yeah. Um, You can get um, free access to the live event and receive an email with a free gift worth $20 now if you sign up with your email. And your Let's referral code is going to be with Resistance Chicks. RC. RC. Hello, everyone. I'm here today to bring you great hope. You all know that the government has deemed our election platforms critical infrastructure. Well, I'm hosting an event that's going to reveal the plan that will save our election platforms immediately. It's something that's never been done before in history and or even talked about for that matter. Everyone, whether you're Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, everyone's going to embrace this plan. This plan has been worked on for over a year and will be revealed to the world at the election summit on August 16th and 17th. Sign up now to gain exclusive access to the live stream event and also receive a free online gift now. Thank you. and God. Probably Mike's book, which okay. is a really, really good book. Um, by the way, but here's the thing, go and, uh, if you sign up right there on that website, get your email and your referral code RC, then, um, you'll get the free, you'll get the stream for free. So if you guys want to watch this, That's which awesome. we are going to be watching it, um, we'll probably, re- so right here it. in this referral code box, you will literally type RC and yeah. click submit. And then they will also know that we sent them. To yeah. you, sent you guys right That's to them. The most important thing. Okay, that is the most important thing. Last but not, not, not least, when I do have to say this, Scott Kesterson called me right before the show, and he did a live program on Thursday after our phone call, and he said that our phone call conversation that we had with him set him on fire, and he did a show. Um, I think it's that night's Fisher Fisher of Men. Um, so look at Thursday. Look for the the, the podcast that's from Thursday the twenty seventh. Okay, July 27th. Which time? What time? Because he does two in the, at night, like 6 and 10, doesn't he? Well, just go and look for, I'm just, I think it's the Fishers of Men. Okay. Okay. That show, he lays into pornography. He lays into everybody that's been bashing Tim Ballard and calling him, like, all these conspiracy theory things. And then he does something very, very important at the end of the program. He says, if you are struggling with pornography and you are struggling with child pornography, he says, I want you to send me an email. And he never does this. He never asks people to email him. He said the Bards people are really respectful and they know, even though his email address is out there, not to overuse it. He says, email me and I will pray with you and we will get this demon off of you and I will follow up with you. 
And I think, and he said, if you would like to extend that offer to your viewers, then do so. Wow. So you don't even have to watch that episode, although I would encourage you to. Watch you, it it's, first. It's, it's, uh, Bards FM is on all the platforms that mm -hmm. you like. It's on Rumble. It's on BitChute. It's on Podbean. It's on podcasts everywhere. Bardsfm.com. Bardsfm.com. That's where you can listen to the podcast from the 27th. If you are struggling with pornography or you are specifically struggling with child pornography, which is a very heavy thing, and he said that he's already had people responding to this. And he's already responding back to them. It takes a very brave and bold person to reach out for help. He is willing to pray with you and walk you through this. And that is real, real deal. Mm -hmm. That's a man of God like no other. So if you are struggling with those things, it is not hopeless. You are not helpless. God wants to set you free. And Scott Kesterson is literally offering to do deliverance with you and to pray with you through this. And I'm just so proud of him for that. I'm just absolutely blown away. So that's just amazing. Um, Faith Gal says, Father, continue to keep a hedge of protection around Mike Lindell. Also, the LindellEvent.com above was error and Rumble has not, it doesn't have an edit option. Okay, let me grab the link real quick and I'll drop it in there and then we're going to say goodbye. But um, we'll see you guys Tuesday right here, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Everyone, this is required watching. If you're a Resistance Chicks viewer, we want to see you right here on Rumble and on Facebook. Um, I may even set up my, I don't know how I would stream it to my personal page there. Cause this is just, it's that important. All right, you guys, we'll see you next time. And of course, don't forget every Wednesday, we're going to have Jason Heidinger back on for the rest of the churches, uh, there yep. in revelation. It's going to be awesome this Wednesday, 8 PM Eastern standard time. Be there or be square. We love you guys. Bye. Oh, my God.